Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. There is only one race that can be the biggest, one race that can define a career, one race that can produce extreme emotions, either with a win or a heartbreaking loss. That race is the Daytona 500. Hello and welcome to Daytona Beach, Florida, and Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Great American Race. Mike Bagley here with the entire Motor Racing Network crew, ready to bring you live flag-to-flag coverage of the most prestigious stock car race in the world. This is the 65th time we have convened in Central Florida to run the 500, and based on what we've seen this week, this one should not disappoint. Jeff Striegel and Alex Hayden anchor our coverage here today at Daytona. Jeff, there are 38 races on the entire Cup Series schedule, but there is only one Daytona 500, and for good reason. Because it's huge, because it's historic, Mike. Names you know in just a word have won here, like Richard, Dale, Mario, Foyt, Johnson, Pearson, Allison, and Gordon. The best of one here, Alex, and today 40 more are going to give 110% in order to add their name to that list of winners. You're right about that. Some of those winners are, are in the field today. You mentioned Jimmy Johnson, Joey Logano, Michael McDowell, Austin Sindrick. They know what it takes. They know what the feeling is to come back to Daytona for the 500 as a champion, whereas the rest of these drivers, they've dreamt about it. They understand that it's a big deal, but they have no idea what it actually means to be a Daytona 500 champion, but could today be their day? We arrived here at 8 o'clock this morning. We were one of the first to arrive. The place was virtually empty. We watched throughout the morning and into the early afternoon. The energy here just continue to climb. It is spectacular. This is the great American race, but it's more than that, Jeff. There are people from all around the world that are here. We've been able to come and visit with some folks down in the in the infield, in the garage, in the fan zone. Had a lot of fun. Met some folks from Portugal this morning that have made the trip to Daytona Beach, Florida because they wanted to be a part of the Daytona 500. Uh, people from all over the world have assembled right here to the World Center of Racing. The campground sold out Corporate hospitality, Alex, as you know, sold out. 100,000-plus seats sold out. Is there a way to paint a picture for those that can't see what we see out our window, what they're missing, because they're missing a lot? Out our window at the very moment, you think about this. This is a trioval here on the front side of the Daytona International Speedway where the start-finish line is. There is the strip of asphalt that is pit lane that separates from the racetrack. Between pit road and the racing surface itself is what we call the ball field, a big patch of grass. Well, it's hard to know that there's actual grass down there. It's a kaleidoscope of color. Fans are all over the place, thousands and thousands of race fans. Going left to right, we had the Bethune-Cookman marching band performing from Bethune-Cookman University, the driver introduction stage. You've got also the stage where Austin Sendrick's car, that won the Daytona 500 a year ago, has just been given back to Roger Penske and Team Penske. To our right, Dirks Bentley, country music superstar, performing right now for thousands of people. 
people. The infield jam-packed. There are airplanes still landing, one right after another, at the Daytona Beach International Airport, which is parallel to the back straightaway. It is a spectacular setting. I'm ready. Are you ready, Alex Hayden? Let's go. Let's uh, do this. Mike, the sights, the sounds, the energy, the atmosphere, the place is rocking and ready for the Daytona 500. Joey Logano was crowned the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. He had a great offseason. His winning ways have already begun. He picked up a win in one of the blue-green vacation dual races here, and today he's going for an opportunity to be a two-time Daytona 500 champion. Halstead, Pennsylvania's Steve Post is with him. And Joey will start that quest here today from the third starting spot by virtue of winning that dual race on Thursday night. So, Joey, when we look at it, let's talk kind of big picture. The title defense starts now. Um, the offseason, the championship, celebrating with your crew. Uh, how good was that? How much fun did you guys have as you uh, after you left Phoenix? We had fun, but it's over. It was over a while ago, if I'm being honest. It was nice to get the championship, and it means a lot. Don't be wrong, but it, it ends quickly because you got to do it again, right? You can't just party all the time, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back to work at some point. So we've been working hard and, and uh, our plans to do the same thing again. 2015, you won this race, so you know what it's like to be a Daytona 500 champion. How do you feel about your efforts here with the car that you have this weekend? I feel good about it. Yeah, really fast shell pencil Mustang. It handles pretty good as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good balance, right? Some cars are sold out the other way. Some are all speed, no handling. Some are a lot of speed or uh, a lot of handling, no speed. So I think we're in the middle, and uh, it's proved to be good so far. I'm sure it has. He won on Thursday night. He's looking to do it for a second time here, Mike, in the Great American Race. That's Joey Logano. In the offseason, Kyle Busch has a new racing home. He has left Joe Gibbs Racing after a 15-year tenure. He now has teamed up with Richard Childress Racing. And they will begin their quest to become NASCAR Cup Series champions today. Kyle Busch is with Kim Kuhn. And if he wants to win the Daytona 500, he's going to have to do it in a backup car after you got bumped in dual race number two. So you had time, though, in practice to shake it down. How is the backup, and what do you think of your car? Yeah, I mean, everything turned out to be fine. Guys did a great job in being prepared and getting a backup car prepared to, to get out there to get some practice laps in it right away on that first practice after the duel. So um, can't thank everybody enough on the 3G Camaro. It felt fine. felt the same as it was. Uh, hopefully it still has the speed and feels good today. Today being race day, it's a little bit hotter. But uh, look forward to it. You know, it's um, it's time to go get one. Hopefully we can win this Daytona 500. As I'm looking at your suit, I'm looking at that bow tie. You're part of the Chevy Brigade. Strength in numbers when you come to Super Speedway. How much of a difference will that make here today versus what you had been in in the past? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like being with the Toyota guys, not all of us would always cooperate very well the whole time. So maybe you'll have a little bit more friends with having more of these guys, and they know, like, okay, hey, I got to sacrifice something in order to make something happen for somebody else, you know. So we'll see. I don't know. A lot of different personalities and mentalities and game plans. We all want to win this race. So um, you really don't have any friends when it comes down to the end anyway. Good luck today, Kyle. Thanks. That's Kyle Bush. He rolls off in the 36th position. Alex Bowman just had a contract extension with Hendrick Motorsports. He will wheel that Ally Chevrolet for another three years. Let's get Alex's thoughts as he is the pole sitter for the Great American Race. Yeah, won the pole position on Wednesday night, so he has a fast Ally Chevy Camaro. You had a chance to practice the car as well since uh, since Wednesday night, Alex. How do you feel about your automobile? Yeah, for sure. We uh, got back in race trim and practice and, and felt really good. So uh, our car has a ton of speed, which is really encouraging to see even in race trim. And uh, just got to make it to the end. It's so easy to crash in this deal. And it's a really hard race to win. It's an easy one to lose. So hopefully we keep our ally Camaro up front. 
my Hendrick teammates are going to be really good, and uh, hopefully we're, we're there tonight. How important is it to have teammates? You're down here talking to Kyle Larson, William Byron, Chase Elliott's just over there around the corner as well. How important are teammates in getting to the end and, and, and maybe winning for or running for a win here? Yeah, for sure. I think it, it is important to work together. This, this style of racing has definitely morphed more into manufacturers and race teams working together. So um, glad I have three of the best in the business on my team. And, um, you know, Chevrolet as a whole has a great group. So looking forward to today and uh, hopefully it goes well. Hopefully it goes well. It went well Wednesday night. He is on the pole position, Mike. That is Alex Bowman. Kevin Harvick will run his final Daytona 500 today, and our Dylan Welch is with him. Indeed, and having a nice moment here with his family wife, Delane, is here. Piper and Keelan are here celebrating what is to be your final Daytona 500. How does it feel down here being uh, on the grid for the final time? It's exciting. You know, I think just having everybody here that is normally not here and, you know, the fans have been great and seeing the cars on the grid and everything that NASCAR is doing for all the winners and champions is uh, it's a lot of fun today. So definitely taking it all in, but I'm excited about getting in the car and and being able to um, hopefully race our Ford Mustang uh, to the front and keep it there and keep it rolling is is the main objective to the end of the day. Enjoy it and good luck. Thank you. That's Kevin Harvick. He'll start 13th in his final Daytona 500. We wish Kevin the best. He will be a two-time champion, a 2007 winner of the Daytona 500. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Here's the starting lineup for the Daytona 500. Sponsored by eBay Motors. At eBay Motors, you can be your own pit crew with 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Row 20. Travis Mastrata, Annapolis, Maryland. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California. Row 19. Riley Herbst, Las Vegas, Nevada. Cy Dillon, Lexington, North Carolina. Row 18. Kyle Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada. Cody Ware, Greensboro, North Carolina. Row 17. Connor Daly, Noblesville, Indiana. Ty Gibbs, Charlotte, North Carolina. Row 16. BJ McLeod, Wachula, Florida. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr., Olive Branch, Mississippi. Row 15. Chase Briscoe, Mitchell, Indiana. A.J. Allmendinger, San Jose, California. Row 14. Justin Haley, Winnemac, Indiana. Austin Dillon, Welcome, North Carolina. Row 13. Tyler Reddick, Corning, California. Eric Jones, Byron, Michigan. Row 12. Daniel Suarez from Monterey, Mexico. Ross Chastain, Alva, Florida. Row 11. Noah Gregson, Las Vegas, Nevada. William Byron, Charlotte, North Carolina. Row 10. Ryan Priest, Berlin, Connecticut. Harrison Burton, Huntersville, North Carolina. Row 9. Denny Hamlin, Chesterfield, Virginia. Zane Smith, Huntington Beach, California. Row 8. Martin Truex Jr., Mayetta, New Jersey. Bubba Wall. Mobile, Alabama. Row 7. Todd Gilliland, Mooresville, North Carolina. Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California. Row 6. Corey LaJoy, Kannapolis, North Carolina. Michael McDowell, Glendale, Arizona. And now, the top 10 starters. Starting 10. Brad Keselowski, Rochester Hills, Michigan. 
starting ninth. Chris Buescher, Prosper, Texas. Starting eighth. Chase Elliott, Dawsonville, Georgia. Starting seventh. Brian Blaney, Hartford, Ohio. Starting sixth. Austin Sindrick, Mooresville, North Carolina. Starting fifth. Christopher Bell, Norman, Oklahoma. Starting fourth. Eric Amarola, Tampa, Florida. Starting third. Joey Logano, Middletown, Connecticut. Starting second. Kyle Larson, Elk Grove, California. And starting on the pole. Alex Bowman, Tucson, Arizona. That's the starting lineup for the Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network live in Daytona Beach, Florida, as we get set for the Daytona 500 here on the Motor Racing Network. The drivers, most of them have cinched in their race cars already. Some of the Grand Marshals, including Daytona 500 winners and champions of NASCAR, are still standing alongside some of the greats of our sport. Drivers competing today like Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, and Joey Logano, part of that Grand Marshal group. On a perfect Sunday afternoon, Daytona Beach, Florida, the world center of race the Daytona International Speedway getting ready for the 65th running of the Daytona 500. Temperatures will climb near 80, mostly blue sky, a little white clouds here and there, a perfect afternoon to go racing. Alex Hayden. It absolutely is. So without further ado, why don't we get ready to go trackside and get the command to get the engines fired up down here at the World Center of Racing. The drivers are ready to go. The fans are ready to go. We are ready to go. start your engines! Over 100,000 in the grandstands, the moment they have been waiting for, and so have you. The engines have fired downstairs. 40 cars have come to life. Coming up, it is the Daytona 500. To say this place is electric or this place is rocking, Alex Hayden, would be a major understatement. Right now, it is the Air Force Thunderbirds putting on a show. United States Air Force Thunderbirds celebrating their 70th year as the aerial demonstration team of our nation's Air Force, and they are, and they're not done yet. They still have one more surprise up their sleeve here. Oh, I tell you what, that was just amazing what just happened. They went past us like Mach 2 or something. I mean, they're just completely screaming and really putting the show on for these race fans. It is electric up here, I'll tell you that. All right, you had a chance to ride with them before. The cars, by the way, they are on. They're rumbling down there. They have yet to pull out onto the racetrack. We'll uh, take you around the racetrack when they hit it. You had a chance to go up with the Thunderbirds. Uh, we're all envious. We're all jealous. We were until we saw you get back from that ride. What was it like? It was outstanding and a, and a chance and an opportunity of a lifetime. So very grateful to Chip Wild and everybody at the Daytona International Speedway for giving me that chance, certainly to the United States Air Force Thunderbirds and Lieutenant Colonel Gorney. They call him Miami. He told me he was going to take it easy on me, and if that was taking it easy on me, uh, he was lying because they, they did all they could. The nine Gs, it was incredible. It's one of the greatest things I've ever done. I'm not the only one. Our own Kim Coon working pit road, she also got an opportunity to go up at the United States Thunderbirds. Well, tell us just a minute about it, Kim Coon, as they make yet another pass, the Air Force Thunderbirds here at Daytona. Well, I got to say, I've seen the interviews with Jimmy Johnson. He got to go up uh, this weekend, and he talked about how he did not get sick. I cannot say the same for myself. I lost my lunch up there, but it was worth it. I had so much fun. Such a great group of guys and girls that are part of the Thunder program, and it is still stands as one of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, they're, uh, you can hear it in the background. They are putting on 
a show as four of them working in the Delta formation. The two soloists now are scurrying to try to catch back up with him for one more maneuver here over this massive sold-out stadium that is the Daytona International Speedway. Well, before they buzz us again, let's take a swing around this 2.5-mile super speedway. They call it the Daytona International Speedway. As the pace cars begin to pull away, Joey Logano will pull away momentarily. Harvick lines up next to him. Tyler Reddick, they're all there, ready to hit the high banks. So why don't we do that for you right now and bring in three more voices ready to go. Outside, turn two from Barry Vermont, there as always. It is Dave Moody. Thank you, Jeff Striegel. Good afternoon, everybody. Keeping an, one eye over my shoulder for yet another low-altitude strafing run. Let's give you the lay of the land here at this end of Daytona International Speedway. As they thunder down the front straightaway and into turn number one, they'll tip them up 33 degrees on the driver's side door, 33 degrees of banking, plenty enough to allow these drivers to keep the hammer all the way to the floor as they run through these four-degree tall and four-story tall embankments. They'll come off onto turn number two. The banking falls away to just five degrees. That's where things can get a little chaotic and a little crazy from time to time. We'll watch it all unfold here at the top of turn number two. Now in, uh, to the other end of the back straightaway, and here they come again, Mike Bagley from Milford, Delaware. Oh, yeah, we got a duck up here, man. They are hauling the mail up there. So glad to have the United States Air Force Thunderbirds a part of the process. You as well at home. And, of course, we're all getting ready to watch 40 of the best NASCAR drivers square up. When they exit turn two, it'll be on to the back straightaway. We always talk about the draft, taking advantage of an opportunity produced by the car in front of you that punches that hole in the air. You can slide up right behind that car in front of you, and then you both duck out. Well, I say you both, you're going to need more than that. We've learned over the years at Daytona, and especially with this Generation 7 race car, that strength comes in numbers, and that's what they're going to need here this afternoon in order to make their way to the front. But if you step out and no one goes with you, you're going to the back. It's all about give and take, and it's all about making partnerships, developing friendships over the course of about 490 miles. But in the 10 miles that remain, that's where all those friendships devolve dissolved that is and it's every driver for themselves we'll cover all the high speed action as the field rolls on to the daytona super stretch to check it for the very first time when they race by me in turn three it'll be back up into the banking of turns three and four and into the view of killingly connecticut's kyle ricky all right thank you very much mike and good afternoon everybody from what i believe is the best seat in the house here in daytona the sunoco tower just to the outside of turn number four this end of the speedway also banked at 31 degrees wide enough for two and three wide racing, and I'll watch all of those drafts come together and fall apart as the afternoon rolls on. To my right, a sold-out grandstand of over 100,000. Across from me in the infield, another 50 or so thousand as the Thunderbirds scream overhead once again. Everyone's ready for the 65th Daytona 500. We'll have it all covered through turns three and four here this afternoon. It's going to be a fantastic race. There are 200 total laps in today's event. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. We welcome you back to the World Center of Racing. 
the drivers, the cars. They're on the high banks in the pace and parade laps. Time to bring you three things you need to know before the drop of the green flag. So we start at the exit of Pit Road. And the Motor Racing Network lead pit reporter from Halstead, Pennsylvania, Steve Post. Alex, on our NASCAR Live pre-race show, Mike Bagley talked about the seven active drivers that have won the Daytona 500. Only four active crew chiefs have won the Great American Race. Chris Gabart is the crew chief for Denny Hamlin. He's won it twice, both of those with Denny Hamlin. Drew Blickensdurfer, crew chief for Eric Almirola, he's won it twice. Won it in 2009 with Matt Kenseth, 2021 with Michael McDowell. So Drew Blick looking for a third win with a third different driver. Lone race, Daytona 500 winners. Our analyst and my co-host on MRN Crew Call, Todd Gordon, he won the race with Joey Logano in 2015. He's calling the shots for Jimmy Johnson here this afternoon. And last year it was Austin Sindrick driving to victory lane. Jeremy Bullins, his crew chief, a champion here in the Daytona 500. For those four, looking for multiple championships for the other 36 crew chiefs. They're all looking for their first win here in the great American race, the Daytona 500. Dylan? Steve, one driver who has not won the Daytona 500, has never even started the Daytona 500 until today, is Travis Pastrana, the motocross star, star of Global Rallycross, and driver of basically anything with wheels and a motor, making his Daytona 500 debut today. He talked to Mike Bagley and I earlier this week at NASCAR Media Day about how, about this, about how this race was a bucket list race for him in his racing career. That was before he even qualified in on Wednesday night, and then once he did, when he got out of the car, he was so happy, so emotional, you can tell that he wanted to be here, and he wanted to compete in this race, and it was more than just checking something off the list. It was a race that he was truly honored and is honored to be a part of today. He's got his work cut out for him. He's got an experience deficit. He knows that, but he's going to be fun to watch regardless, and he's going to have fun no matter what the result today. Travis Pastrana rolling from shotgun on the field today. Kim Coon starting 40th. Well, Dylan, speaking of new faces in the Daytona 500, it has been a whirlwind of a week for IndyCar veteran Connor Daly and the money team. Against the odds, Connor is making making his Daytona 500 debut, something he considers a childhood dream. Now, they've gotten the car better than it was in their dual race, but Connor told me he found practice frustrating because he wants to learn as much as he can and run with other cars, but there just isn't enough confidence yet from some of the other drivers and teams to dice things up with the number 50 car in the draft, something, though, he says he understands. He tells me the goal for today, to make no mistakes and be on the lead lap at the end of the race because he says you never know what might happen in the closing lap. He rolls off in the 34th position. And there is your Daytona 500 broadcast team. Dave Moody, Mike Bagley, Kyle Rickey in the turn, Steve Post, Dylan Welch, Kim Kuhn on pit road. Again, my name is Jeff Striegel, joined topside by Alex Hayden and NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace. Those seven drivers that we were talking about, you mentioned it, mentioned it earlier, Austin Dillon in the field, former winners. Austin Dillon, Austin Sindrick, Michael McDowell, Joey Logano and Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, a two-time winner, and Denny Hamlin in the field as a three-time Daytona 500 winner. You have all that experience, Rusty Wallace. You know what it's like to get the taste of Ruoff Mortgage Victory Lane at Daytona International Speedway. Speaking of a Hamlin or a Johnson or a Logano, 
but it's a new day and you still got 500 miles to run. How do you channel your experience but also understand that you've got other drivers that want the same thing that you've already tasted? Well, what I'm doing right now, I'm watching what happened in 150-mile qualifying races. I'm watching what's happened all week long, and I'm thinking about that. I'm making sure that my car is handling good. That's the most important thing, having a good handling car. And I'll tell you what, it's hard to get them just perfect here at Daytona. Now, one thing they got going, it's sunny today. It's hotter. So I'm taking that into mind, too. I'm thinking, hey, it's hot. We haven't practiced in this temperature. I'll be ready to be communicating with the team to tell them what the car needs. And I'm just going to do what I told you guys in my progressive keys of the race. I'm going to start this race now. I'm going to get my rhythm going. I'm going to settle down. I'm not going to get too racy. I'm going to be an onboard computer telling the crew exactly what this car is doing now. And let's stay working on it and stay fixing it and get perfect for the end of the race. And I believe you, Rusty Wallace, but how long does it actually take you as a driver just to settle in, get the emotions cleared? Obviously, this place is electric. You've been hearing everything, the crowd, the band, the music. How long does it actually take once the green flag goes in the air where you're actually settled in and ready to race? Well, it takes about... It takes me about 20 laps into the race to finally get settled in. I was really pretty settled in once I got in the car, fired the engine, and got away from the driver's meeting uh, and all the folks I had to talk to before I got in the car. So right now, this is one area where they're pretty calm right now. But once they get about 20 laps in the race and these drivers know that these cars are handling good or handling bad or whatever, at least they'll get a great idea about what's going on with their vehicle about 20 into it. They're coming off turn four. Kip Childress, the NASCAR Cup Series pace car driver, beautiful blue Chevrolet Corvette Z06. He's at the helm, about ready to peel off the track to call a start of the great American race for the Motor Racing Network from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Here's Jeff Striegel. Fans young and old from all over the world in this capacity crowd anticipating and waiting. And the wait is over. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The 65th running of the great American race race. Chevrolet's up front. Chevrolet's will lead the field to turn one for the first time. Alex Bowman will start in the outside lane, so he's got the top of the track, drafting help from Eric Almirola. Bottom of the track, Kyle Larson. He's got drafting help from Joey Logano. Larson to the point as they hit the back straight. Kyle Larson will scoot out, grab the lead with Joey Logano in tow. Alex Bowman a little bit behind, coming off two. He'll catch up. He'll seize the lead on the back straightaway with Eric Almirola in tow and Austin Cindric along for the as well. Here comes Kyle Larson, though, back to the inside with Joey Logano in tow and is able to pull up alongside his Hendrick Motorsports teammate of Alex Bowman, and they are side-by-side for the top five. Off turn number four, headed back to the trioval lap number one of the Daytona 500. It will be led by a fender across the line by Alex Bowman. Make that Kyle Larson by a fender on the inside lane. Maybe half a fender, maybe a foot is the difference between them right now as they race two by two, about 15 rows deep, back through the pack, side by side, inches apart as they race to the back stretch. No one stepping out three wide. Everybody is in double wide formation. Lockstep formation, if you will. Alex Bowman on the outside. Kyle Larson on the inside. Logano shoving Larson to the entrance of three. High speed pace lap into turn three for the second time. Larson on the bottom. Bowman top side. Then it's Joey Logano and Eric Almirola in that second row inside and out. And here they come, rumbling back off of turn number four. 
speeds now right around 188 miles an hour. The difference at the line last lap, five one-thousandths of a second. It won't change. It's Bowman and Larson at the front of the field. Bill cheek to cheek, dancing close as they hit that 33-degree banking. Larson will scoot out to a bit of an advantage now as they make their way into turn number one. Here they come. Off two. It's Larson by a car First time Kyle Larson will break into the clean air. Sole possession of the lead, and that will evaporate halfway down the back straightaway. Here comes the outside line again, led by Alex Bowman. They are nose-to-nose for the lead of the Daytona 500. A little bit of momentum in that outside lane, but it stalls out by the time they get to turn three, led by Alex Bowman. Here comes Kyle Larson back to the bottom. Everybody looks pretty hooked up right now, like I told you earlier. Let's get some rhythm. Let's settle in. Let's see what's going to happen with our car. Generally, around lap 20 to 25 is when the cars start doing something. Either they start pushing the front end or they get loose. That's when the handling of the car is going to change. That's because the tire wear is going away. The tires are getting wore. Things are changing in the car. Right now, they're settled in and the car's hooked up really good because we got fresh tires. We're only about three laps in this race right now, guys. They repaved Daytona International Speedway a handful of years ago, but talking to a lot of the crew chiefs this morning down in the NASCAR Cup Series garage, Jeff, a lot of the crew chiefs said handling is back at Daytona. No longer is it, yeah, you just plant the floorboard or the accelerator of the floorboard and go wide open. You have to understand the handling characteristics to get around this racetrack. And like Rusty said, we will see that come into play as these laps go on and on and on. By the way, quick movers early on include uh, Travis Pastrana up four, Ross Chastain down five. Top two, still nose to tail, Dave. Kyle Larson coming off turn number two. He's got Joey Logano in his hip pocket. Trying to hang on to the outside lane is Alex Bowman. Inside line advances here coming out of turn number two, but the outside line seems to kick in late in the run. Now here's Kyle Larson. Joey Logano just buried in his trunk. Now the front two will clear the pack for a moment. Led by Kyle Larson, then Joey Logano, Alex Bowman, first car in that outside lane, and it's Christopher Bell to the inside of Eric Almarola in that second row. Kyle Larson wants to lead the Daytona 500. Heck, he may not even have a choice because Joey Logano is going to continue to shove him on the inside lane. Logano's got Christopher Bell stacked up on his back bumper. That's the inside lane as they chug on to turn one. Nobody able to get much of an advantage still as we continue to work the early stages. It's Larson by a car length. Then Joey Logano side by side with Alex Bowman. Nobody getting antsy. Everybody pretty comfortable in the early going. What a great exercise in patience and restraint here in the opening laps. There is not a three-wide line that has broken out yet. Everyone following the other except for Larson and Bowman. They have clear windshield out of the front of the car. Kyle Larson continuing to lead that inside lane. Alex Bowman to the outside. Then it's Joey Logano and Eric Almarola. Everybody now, about a lap ago, the 22 car of Joey Logano got in the back of Kyle Larson coming down the back straightaway. Actually turned Larson a little bit sideways in the middle of that back straightaway, and that's the area, guys, we talked about. Man, you got to be careful. Look what happened to Kyle Busch in the 150s. He got turned sideways right in an outside wall. You can't let this bump draft thing go bad on you this early in the race. 190 mile an hour pace lap formation. Mike Bagley off to, headed your way. Larson with the advantage again on the bottom of the racetrack. Joey Logano continues to work his way onto the back, that back bumper, although Joey will back away this time. That gives the outside line an advantage. Nearly seven laps in, and no one has made a move. Still a high-speed pace lap. And the entire field locked up side-by-side side behind Larson and Bowman.
The sun will peek through the clouds yet again. That'll force these paint schemes to dance and glitter in front of a sold-out house. The inside lane led by Kyle Larson. Outside, the purple and white ally Chevrolet, the pole sitter Alex Bowman. 190-mile Noah's Ark formation into turn number one. They are two-by-two at the front. They're two-by-two all the way back to the tail end of the field. Nobody able to get the advantage off to. A couple of Chevrolets up front. A couple of Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolets leading the Daytona 500 in the early going. Kyle Larson to the inside. You've got Alex Bowman to the outside. Eric Almirolan giving the shove to Bowman topside. That outside lane a bit more organized than the inside. It's Larson and Logano on the bottom. Then a car length back to the Toyota of Christopher Bell. And two more to Ryan Blaney. And once again, they make their way back off four and to the tri-oval. We are early in the running of the Daytona 500. A quick look at the top five. And a reminder, lap 65 will conclude stage number one. The top five as they come across the line. Really not a lot has changed since we dropped the green flag. It's Bowman, Larson, Eric Elmarola, Joe Ilegano, and Austin Sendrick. Larson brings his Chevy four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Top three have broken away from the two-by-two battle. Kyle Larson's going to lead off turn number four. But again, it's on because here comes Christopher Bell to the outside in the Toyota. And by inches, it's Kyle Larson. It's Kyle Larson over Christopher Bell, Joe Ilegano, Alex Bowman, and Eric Elmarola. Top five, Ryan Blaney, Austin Sendrick, Chase Elliott. How about Corey LaJoy? He's up to ninth, and Brad Kozlowski right now is running 10th. Green flag flew 12 laps ago. And that green flag that was waved at the start-finish line to get the Daytona 500 underway and the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, it's a special green flag. Every driver that's in today's Daytona 500 autographed that green flag. Jimmy Johnson then took it and went flying with the United States Air Force Thunderbirds with that green flag. Once it was waved and started today's Daytona 500, it was then brought right down to the base of the flag stand and presented to Winston Kelly, executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. You can go to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Uptown Charlotte and see that green flag to kick off the 75th anniversary signed by every driver in today's Daytona 500. And that is absolutely cool. And Winston Kelly has got it. And right now, Christopher Bell's got it. He's got the lead midway down the super stretch. Christopher Bell made a couple of moves here in the last couple of laps, and he has shifted to the high lane. He is leading, and he's bringing others along for the ride as well. Including Alex Bowman, who is right there in the second spot. Eric Almarola, third car in line in the outside lane to the bottom. That continues to be led by Kyle It uh, looks to me like everybody's really holding a pretty wheel right now. Everything was pretty well settled down. It looks calm, but one guy's running good also. What about that two car, the discount tire car, Alex, who won the race last year this afternoon at right before this race started?
started, they got that car given back to them. Yeah, they did, and that's part of the tradition of winning the Daytona 500, Rusty. That car, once it passes post-race technical inspection, as it came off the racetrack, gets put over here on display for the fans to see all year long, and then the morning of the next Daytona 500, like today, they present that car back to the race team. Roger Penske, Walt Zarnicki, the driver, Austin Sendrick, crew chief Jeremy Bullins, all of them down there to receive that race car back from Daytona International Speedway President Frank Kelleher. It was a great moment. They got that car back from a year ago, but believe me, they'd love to present this car right back into that museum. Well, here they come again across the start-finish line. Dave, last lap, 190 miles an hour, a 40-car group separated by just two and a half seconds. 15 trips around this two-and-a-half-mile super speedway. Total cumulative advantage gathered up by Christopher Bell about a car length. Not even that now as Kyle Larson's back on the attack. Kyle Larson still has Joey Logano angled up behind him while Christopher Bell has Alex Bowman stacked up there. Bowman right now about a half car length behind Bell. Here comes the inside lane again. Led by Kyle Larson gets a big shove by Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney to the bottom and once again they're stacked up side by side through the field. Chevrolet on the bottom and Kyle Larson a Toyota on the outside lane led by Christopher Bell. Then the Ford Mustang Joey Logano's inside of the second row if it were if at 192 miles an hour as they continue to funnel off into one. Christopher Bell continues needs to show the way. He's got a couple of car links in hand this time. The side-by-side battle right behind him. Alex Bowman to the outside lane. Kyle Larson on the bottom. Here's to the back straightaway as Christopher Bell and that yellow and black Toyota Camry paces the outside line. The red, white, and blue Chevy Camaro of Kyle Larson beginning to fall back now into a side-by-side battle for third. Top two have been able to break away at the front, and as I say that, Larson gets a full head of steam by Joey Logano into turn number three and once again, challenges Bell to the top spot. Dave Moody, one driver on the move, and it's uh, it's amazing that he's been able to pick up spots, is Kyle Busch. He is uh, working right now the outside lane. He started out back. He's up 14 spots and looking for more. Things a little less nose to tail in the second half of this pack, and Kyle Busch has taken advantage of that. He's bobbed and weaved his way, but he's in heavy traffic and in the box right now on a two. Well, if he's able to break free of the back of the pack. He's going to be met with solid walls of traffic inside and out. The outside line continues to make progress, but again, that changes as Logano applies pressure to Larson's back bumper. Kyle Busch deep in that outside lane as the inside lane now gets a bit of a run. Once again, off of turn number four, led by Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson shows the way here at Daytona. Christopher Bell second. That's as they came across the line lap uh, last lap. That's going to change as they come off of the uh, Turn four banking across the start finish line. This will be lap 22, and it is Kyle Larson leading over Joey Logano. Now Ryan Blaney third, Christopher Bell fourth, Chase Elliott fifth, Alex Bowman sixth, seventh, Brad Kozlowski eighth, Eric Elmarola, Austin Sendrick ninth, and Chris Busher is tenth. Running 11th is Corey LaJoy. Running 12th is Michael McDowell. 13th is Todd Gilliland. Kevin Harvick goes 14th. Martin Truex Jr. goes 15th. Ryan 
Priestley's being scored 16th. 17th is William Byron. 18th, Denny Hamlin. 19th, Bubba Wallace. And 20th is Noah Gregson. 21st, Justin Haley. 22nd, Tyler Reddick. 23rd, Harrison Burton. Daniel Suarez, 24th. Eric Jones, 25th. A.J. Allmendinger, 26th. 27, Jimmy Johnson, 28th. Zane Smith, Cody Ware, 29th. And Chase Briscoe, last lap, was being shown 30th. Riley Herps now will put Briscoe 32nd. Herps to 31st. 33rd is B.J. McLeod. 34th, Kyle Bush. 35th is Ty Dillon. 36th, Austin Dillon. 37th, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 38th is Travis Pastrana. 39th, Connor Daly. And 40th is Ross Chastain. And if your favorite driver was called out way down the running order, I wouldn't worry whatsoever. And let's uh, talk to Steve Post and, and explain why you are 100% correct. Steve Post now 24 laps down, and you are beginning to hear on the radio that these drivers are beginning to talk about handling some good, some bad. Yes, indeed, they are. Ryan Blaney's talking about how his car is a little bit tight off in the corners. He's not all that comfortable right now down on the inside lane with that car wanting to sneak up the racetrack a little bit. Eddie DeHaan is the longtime spotter for Chase Elliott, and he was just relaying to Chase that cars are starting to dance around and things should sort out a little bit because drivers are starting to get their elbows up a little bit, handling ill-handling race cars as this run has gone on. For reference, they can go about 42 laps on fuel, so we're only just beyond the halfway point in a fuel run will determine when they qual- when they stop. But uh, a lot of drivers starting to hang on to ill-handling race cars, guys. But will they wait that long, Alex Hayden? You know they can run up to 42 laps. You had a chance to spend a lot of time in the garage and talking to crew chiefs. What did they tell you? Well, uh, just like all of us here, spend a lot of time in the garage. We found some different things out. There's a demographic of crew chiefs I talked to this morning, Jeff, that said we may split this first stage right down the middle. It's 65 laps in the opening stage, Rusty Wallace. So, therefore, if they hold to that strategy, somewhere around the neighborhood of lap, what, 32, 33? Well, we saw what happened in the twin 150s the other day, Thursday night, where the the Chevrolet started. They pitted around lap 23. uh, And as they went on, and the Fords pitted. They pitted around lap 32, something in that area. And when it all settled in, the Fords were way ahead. I think they need to stick with the strategy they did in the 150s that worked. Split this thing right down the middle like you're talking around lap 32. I think that's a wise move. Let's go for a ride around Daytona with race leader Christopher Bell in his Toyota across the line and back up into the banking of turn one. See Bell taking the longer way around of the two grooves all the way up a couple of feet off the safer barrier but it allows him to keep more momentum up high, and he'll use it off turn two to hang on to the lead. And that has made Joey Logano and Kyle Larson go to work even harder because they're starting to fall back, while Christopher Bell, man, he is hammered down up the Daytona Superstretch with a half-car length lead over Alex Bowman. And it's going to be Eric Almarola, third car in line in the outside lane, but again, the inside lane battling back just a bit, led by Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney. We have one car that's fallen off the pace, Ty Dillon looks like he is on the apron of the racetrack through turns three and four well off the pace and may be headed to pit road this time by we've cl- uh, clicked off lap number 27 dave they're still mixing it up at the front well they really are everybody is riding fairly comfortably it appears but kyle larson in no way shape or form has given up for his battle for the lead as a matter of fact here he comes on the bottom charging hard to the bottom of the racetrack coming out of two kyle larson joey logano
Soto, Ryan Blaney. You've also got Chase Elliott in the mix, along with Brad Keselowski. They are the front five down low. Outside lane, so strong off of turn number two and down the super stretch, but by the time they get to turn three, that momentum shifts and it goes in the favor of the inside lane. Kyle Larson. 28 laps into the Great American Race, the 56th running of the Daytona 500. At the line, it is Christopher Bell leading over Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, and Eric Almarola. That is your top five. 31 down. The leaders are separated by one one-hundredth of a second. Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, Alex Hayden, are going at it. Uh, in the middle of that break, I said the Fords and the Toyotas and the Chevrolets are getting ready to pit. Not necessarily the drivers, but the manufacturers working together. Yeah, and that's kind of what we've seen here is the trend as of late on super speedway racing. Kim Kuhn, we look down there and we look at the very first pit box coming on the pit lane. That is Joey Logano's Ford Mustang pit box. With binoculars, I see the crew members with the helmets on and the tires on the wall. How soon do you expect them to come in? He's not the only one. It looks like the Fords are beginning to kind of get their teams together to duck off the racetrack, come down here and get pit service. Not sure. Maybe two to three laps. We'll have to wait and see. No signs are out, but I can say the crews of Austin Sendrick, the crews, like you mentioned, of Joey Logano, Eric Amarola, all on the wall. They've got the tires on the wall. They are testing the guns, as you can hear in the background. So it'll be just a matter of a few laps before they're in here on pit to get pit service. Easier said than done. Come off the banking at 190 and then slow down to 55 miles an hour before they make their way on to pit road. Dave Moody, uh, it just doesn't end. The high-speed pace lap. Seabell out front. Then he got. Uh, he has a couple of teammates behind him in Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson. It would be relatively easy for either the drivers in the outside lane or the inside lane to just give up the ghost and fade back a little bit and get comfortable in single file, but there's no quit in any of them, Mike. No, there isn't. Kim Kuhn saying that they're getting ready for pit stops. If you're in the outside line, good luck getting down because there's a wall of race cars on the inside. There's there's no possible way that anybody in the outside can get down there to go to pit road right now. And Kim mentioned Team Penske trying to get organized. Austin Sendricks in the outside lane. Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, they are in the bottom, all in the top seven. Well, I tell you what, guys, this is one of the most toughest decisions you got to make as a driver. How do I get to the bottom of this track? How do I get myself in a position to get down pit road? Because a lot of times, man, we've had some wrecks coming off of turn four with everybody trying to position herself to get down pit road. We see them locking the front tires up, locking the rear tires up, things like that. This is definitely not easy when the pack is still packed up as tight as it is, and they're trying to get down pit road here shortly. Second and third place drivers are Ford drivers, or they were. They were Eric Almarola and Austin Sindrick. They bailed out of the top lane and have made their way towards the bottom of the racetrack. And Sindrick and Almarola, they've gotten down there now. Joey Logano's down there. Ryan Blaney's down there. The theme there, Jeff Striegel, is there's a lot of Ford Mustangs now migrating to the bottom of the racetrack. Well, they had the opportunity, and they took advantage of it. A hole opened up right in front of Kyle Larson, and Eric Almarola took advantage, went to the 
bottom of the racetrack, and he leads the field now back to one. Pretty strong move by Eric Almirola, who showed some muscle in the uh, blue-green vacation duels earlier this week as well. He's on the, mo- on the run on the bottom of the racetrack. Now here comes Christopher Bell around the outside. The outside line is the quicker. Now here's Alex Bowman. He'll come to the bottom. You've also got Corey LaJoy. That'll go to the bottom of the racetrack. Alex Bowman will thunder pass for the lead. New leader by the time they get to turn three in Alex Bowman as now the Toyotas begin to find each other in the outside lane led by Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr., Danny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace, and Tyler Reddick. It is fun to watch how the Rubik's Cube gets played by the manufacturers. You move left, you got to twist it to go back to the right. Suddenly the outside lane, Dave Moody, is mostly Toyotas. It is indeed, which leads you to believe that they are probably going to be the third and final manufacturer to come on mass to pit road. Chevrolets and Fords have all snuggled up on the double yellow line at the bottom. Here they come out of two. Alex Bowman leading the inside line now. Corey LaJoy tucked tightly right up behind him. Then Eric Almarola and Austin Sindrick. Meanwhile, couple of Joe Gibbs Racing Toyotas tandem up top. Led by Christopher Bell in that outside lane, battling uh, Alex Bowman for the race lead. Then it's Martin Truix Jr., Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, all Toyotas topside. And here come the Ford Mustangs now. They will slow down off of turn number four from 190 down to 55. And here comes Team Penske, Kim Kuhn. That's right. Joey Logano stopping in his box just a little tight when he's in traffic, needs help on the rear. But here is Eric Amarola takes a tear off the crew on the right side. They're going to just go right side tires, right side tires as Austin Cedric finishing his service, Dylan. Brad Keselowski in right side tires and fuel for him. He said his car sucks up really well in the draft. Todd Gilliland in as well as Ryan Priest, Steve. Uh, Eric Elmerola going to be the first for the Blue Ovals out with uh, Austin Sindrick right behind him. That was two tires as well for all the Fords down here. That was Michael McDowell and Ryan Blaney and Chris Busher all getting service with Zane Smith stopping, Harrison Burton as well. Lap number 37. And we look up towards Pit Road. Kim Kuhn, looks like we got some bow ties headed your way. And by bow ties, we are talking about the Chevrolets. Here is Corey LaJoy. He's going to stop it perfectly in the box. The crew's going to jump off the wall. It is going to be at least right side tires. Fuel going in that Chevrolet as well as we have Justin Haley. Right side tires only on this end, Dylan. Kyle Larson in, William Byron in. Right side to fuel for Larson. He's down and away. A little bit of a hiccup on Byron waiting for the fuel. He will get out behind Larson, Steve. Alex Bowman has the first pit box. It doesn't matter. There goes Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson back in. Bowman's going to be the third one out of the Chevys. Bowman was in. Noah Gregson was in. Jimmy Johnson was in getting pit service as well. A.J. Allmendinger getting pit service. Lap number 38 for the Chevy and Kim Kuhn. We had the Fords. We had the show. Oh, one car begins to spin. Riley Herbst goes for a spin. He misses the entrance to Pit Road, finds himself out in the grass, trying to get the car moving off the grass, and he's going to be stuck in the grass. Pit stops continue. Steve Post. And some of the Chevrolets, we mentioned Jimmy Johnson. He's in now to the attention of the crew. Crew around to the right side. Looks like it's going to be all right side tires for everybody. A couple of the Toyotas. Looks like Martin Truex Jr. is in getting pit service of the Toyotas. Looks like Denny Hamlin's going to be the first down of this bunch, Dylan. There was right sides as well here in the middle of pit road. Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, all in right sides and fuel. A couple of the Chevrolets.
Ds were in as well. The RCR cars, Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon in. They were just both a little bit snug on their runs, Kim. A little bit of a manufacturer mix down here. We had the team Trackhouse Chevrolets getting service as well as Ty Gibbs and his Toyota. Tyler Reddick, also Chase Briscoe in that Ford coming back down pit road. Well, Travis Pastrana stayed on the racetrack, pitted with nobody, and now he is on pit road by himself. That is not how you want to do it. Uh, but he did lead at the Daytona 500. Travis Pastrana at the top of the leaderboard. That will be evaporated right now. It will take a lap to reset, so we'll step away and come back. The Fords, though, appear to have the advantage, or do they, as Denny Hamlin comes across the line. So Hamlin right now being shown as the race leader on lap number 40. Connor Daly is about to experience something, Kyle Ricky, that he didn't plan on. And that is about to go a lap down in a big pack of traffic as the leaders storm around him to the inside. Connor keeps that car planted nearly against the outside safer barriers. The entire field storms by to the bottom. Yeah, he had lost the draft earlier before the green flag pit stops, made his stop out there and was running by himself a good 10 or 12 miles an hour slower than being in the draft. And Dave Moody, he did a nice job of not getting run over. He did. He went to the high side, gave everybody all the room they needed to clear. Now with any luck, he's going to tag in on the back of the lead draft and stop the bleeding, at least for now. All the while, the leaders thunder up the Daytona Super Stretch. New leader, Denny Hamlin on the inside line. Christopher Bell behind him. Tyler Reddick, Eric Almarola, the front four. Mostly Toyotas at the front of the field, with the exception of the lone Ford on the bottom of the racetrack, and he goes to the front of the field and Chase Briscoe with drafting help from Bubba Wallace. Well, that's pretty interesting. The Toyotas are up front right now. The, on the last pit stop, we saw all the Fords pit on lap 37, the Chevrolets on lap 38, and the Toyotas on 39. A couple laps after the first guys came in, Jeff Striegel, and uh, I thought that was fairly interesting what Toyota did. A Ford Mustang is out front. Dave Moody, he's uh, out there by himself, perhaps on an island, surrounded by Toyotas. No question about it. Chase Briscoe, the, vet, uh, the victim of what the late painter Bob Ross used to call a happy accident. It's got him to the point, but he's got it in a challenge from Denny Hamlin. Chase Briscoe brings that Mahindra Ford Mustang to the back straightaway, leading the inside line. Fender out in front. He's got drafting help from Bubba Wallace. Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch. Meanwhile, Denny Hamlin fades just a bit in that outside lane as the leader of the top side. He has drafting help from Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick. His teammates out of the Joker Racing Stable. Well, one car I wanted to see how good he was going to do is Kyle Busch. He switched rides this year. He's in the number eight car, a Chevrolet for Richard Childress Racing. You saw him in the 150s where he got in a big crash in the middle of the back straightaway while leading. Well, right now he's running seventh on the bottom of the racetrack going into the turn one and turn two. The car looks real comfortable. It looks real stable. It looks typical Kyle Busch right now. It looks like he's in command of that car, and the car looks great right now, guys. He is, and he's being scored currently in the number seven position, although uh, he's only, what, a blink of an eye from being out of the race lead. That's how tightly packed they are racing up in front of Kyle Ricky. Inside lane advances led by Chase Briscoe, Bubba Wallace, Martin Truex Jr., and now Kyle Busch suddenly finds himself in the fourth spot. 
top 22 cars separated by less than one second as Chase Briscoe comes across the line. He's got company Dave Moody breaking to the outside at Daytona. Here comes Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace to the high line and he will power around Chase Briscoe with a little bit of drafting help on the back bumper from Martin Truex Jr. Denny Hamlin is there. Christopher Bell is there. Bubba Wallace takes Toyota to the top. Five Toyotas are lined up nose to tail at the front of the field on the outside of the race track. He mentioned Bubba. Oh, and he gets turned into the wall. Bubba Wallace bounces off the wall. Looks like a bump draft went bad. Everybody is still with speed, but Bubba Wallace just slammed the outside wall on the back straightaway. And will fall outside of the top five, maybe the top ten. That car a bit off the pace here in turn number four for Bubba Wallace, who drops to the tail end of the field. Bubba Wallace has some sort of a problem. The entire field will pass him, and he is going to make the left-hand turn and come to pit lane. It was a bump draft gone wrong. Martin Truex Jr. is the new race leader. Dylan Welch, here comes the McDonald's Toyota. Yeah, and Freddie Kraft, the spotter, was on there telling the team exactly uh, what they needed to do, and they're going to go with right side tires here just to be safe. It didn't look like they were down necessarily looking at them when they come off here, uh, but they are looking up underneath the right front and the right side just to make sure the suspension is okay. But it's right sides only in a Sunoco fuel top off for Bubba, but he's lost the draft now. That's the biggest detriment there. Unreal. Uh, a race leader, Bubba Wallace, with a Toyota teammate right behind gets into him. Although Denny was shoving Martin Truex, Truex may have had nothing to do with that. He was getting shoved by Denny Hamlin. All the Toyotas were stacked up on that outside lane, as well described by our turn announcers. And it becomes basically a Toyota problem. As Christopher Bell was shoving Denny Hamlin, who was shoving Martin Truex Jr., who had no choice but to get in the back of Bubba Wallace. And Wallace, being the last car in that line, is the one that got the worst end of it by far. He took a pretty good shot with the right side of the race car against the safer barrier. Six laps to go next time by in the opening stage of the Daytona 500. Top 10 at the end of lap number 65 will get paid championship points. They're mixing it up on the super stretch. Here they come now. Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Ty Gibbs, Eric Almarola, your front four. Almarola, the first Ford in line, running in fourth. And it's Christopher Bell, another Toyota, leading the inside lane. as wrapping help from Tyler Reddick. Now, right now, Joe Gibbs racing. He's got the top four positions. Ty Gibbs in the fifth. 54 car, that's basically Kyle Busch's old team from last year, is all the way up to third position right now, and he was at the back of this pack when this race started. He stayed back there for a long time, so much so, I'm like, I wonder what's going on. Is this car okay? But, man, he's come through the field like gangbusters, sitting in the third position right now, Mike Begley. Here they come out of two, and they're getting ready to catch the back end of the field, or at least a couple of back markers. Leaders are going to have to make some decisions, because those back markers are up against the outside wall. That includes Zane Smith and B.J. McLeod. The leaders will change lanes and go to the bottom. They'll go to the outside lane, being the slower lap cars. Leaders stream by to the inside. Single file now among the top 20. They are running right down at the bottom of the racetrack. First time today we have seen the leaders migrate to the bottom of the racetrack, and they are Toyotas at the front. Truex, Hamlin, Gibbs, followed by Fords of Eric Elmarola, uh, Eric Elmarola, Brad Kozlowski, and Chris Busher. And for the moment, they've all gotten single file. One notable exception, Christopher Bell, who has bailed out to the high side and is going all the way to the back of the lead pack. Well, 
balance of the pack has passed C. Bell. He's finding a place in line all the way at the tail end, while at the opposite end of the pack, Kenny Hamlin's just giving Martin Truex Jr. all he can handle in the draft. Christopher Bell seems like he's off the pace right now over in turn number three as everybody is going by him to the inside. Kyle Larson, well behind the race leader. Getting down to four laps to go now here in stage number one. It's Truex Hamlin. You've got Ty Gibbs third, Eric Almarola fourth, Brad Keselowski's fifth, and lap traffic on the horizon. Stage point window about to open as the Connor Daly machine looms ahead, as he did a few laps ago. He'll go to the extreme outside lane, get the leaders all the room they need to bypass him down low. The first pack of double wide racing is outside of the top 15. That's where Joey Logano is leading the outside line. He will slide across the nose of the Justin Haley machine as they race their way back to the corner. That'll kick Bubba Wallace to the outside lane after falling off the lead lap. Todd Gilliland is up there. William Byron along with Eric Jones. They have Ryan Priest next car line on the bottom. Three laps to go in the stage. A couple of drivers about to go a lap down include Riley Priest, uh, or uh, excuse me, Riley Herbst and A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, Dave, they're in danger right now. Going to have to hustle. They're uh, running out of real estate as time gets short here in stage number one. Almendinger stayed tucked up underneath the rear fender of the Riley Hurst machine, getting all the speed they can right now. Here they come now up the back straightaway again. Martin Truex Jr. opting to bring the field to the inside of the racetrack, all the way at the bottom with A.J. Allmendinger and Riley Hurst directly ahead. Here they come into turn number three. Those two cars stay on the lead lap for now, but the leaders much quicker in the draft off of turn number four led by Truex yeah, those two cars, Kyle, stacked up nose to tail at the bottom of the racetrack. Look in the mirror and they see a great big old largemouth bass on the hood of Martin Trex Jr.'s Bass Pro Shop Toyota on the horizon. And here here he they comes. go. He's going to take it to the outside lane in a turn number one. Those two slower cars will give way on the bottom. Martin Truex Jr. now pulls alongside the A.J. Allmendinger automobile. He'll bypass him and now go after Riley Hurst. Oh, A.J. Allmendinger's going to come off the bottom of the racetrack. He's going to find himself in the middle. He tried to block the inside line. Eric Almarola, the low lane, snaking and slithering between Riley Herbst and also A.J. Allmendinger. They're four wide for a moment. Jimmy Johnson also had to make a tough decision there up the back straightaway and go to the inside to stay with Eric Almarola just above the top ten. We have points on the line. One lap from right now. Last lap, stage one, side by side for the lead. Here comes Brad Kozlowski in the Ford. Kozlowski to the outside line is going to try and make the challenge. He'll take it now into turn number one. Denny Hamlin shows the way. Ryan Priest rides in the second spot. Here they come off turn number two to the back straightaway. Brad Keselowski in firm command. Here is a race out of turn number two and up the back straightaway. Everybody at the top ten trying to get some points. Right now the lead in the hands of Keselowski and Ryan Priest with Chris Buescher looking on. Priest right there in second. Chris Buescher in third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Michael McDowell rounding out the top five as they come off of turn number four for the final time in this stage. And into the green and white checkered flag for the first time in 2023. Stage number one is over. It's going to be won by Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski picks up the stage win. Ryan Priest was second. Chris Buescher third. Kevin Harvick fourth. Michael McDowell was fifth. Ty Gibbs goes sixth. Jimmy Johnson seventh. Eric Almarola eighth. Martin Truex Jr. ninth. And Todd Gilliland was 10. 
Green flag is out. Lap number 71. The field is in front of Mike Bagley. And the field is in the hands of Brad Keselowski. He'll get power to the lead. Compliments of Eric Almarola. And it is Eric Almarola second in the outside lane. Here is Ryan Priest coming back to the bottom. He'll reclaim the second spot away from his Hard racing at the front of the field, albeit right behind the race leader, and that continues to be Brad Keselowski. That being said, here comes Almirola on the outside lane. He's got a full head of steam. Eric Almirola on the move. Eric Almirola looking top side of the racetrack now for a piece of the lead here at Daytona. It's Keselowski downstairs with drafting help from Ryan Priest. Almirola top side up high, making the run with Brad Keselowski. They're with Austin Cindric in the rear view. Right now they're wheel to wheel for the point per Chevy inside of the top 10. William Byron third in line on the outside as Keselowski now will get a shove back to the point. Still doubled up at the point and that shove coming from Ryan Priest on the inside. Eric Almirola continuing to lead the outside lane. He has drafted help from Austin Cindric. Five Ford Mustangs at the front of the field in the Daytona 500 to the trioval across the line. Eric Almirola, he won on Thursday. Dave, he'd love to win again here this afternoon. Flexing some definite muscle for Stuart Haas racing in that Ford Mustang, but Brad Keselowski's got some heat going as well. He'll pull right back to the bottom of the racetrack. Takes the lead back by a half a car length to the back straight. Seesaw battle for the lead now. Keselowski got in front coming out of two, but when they funneled on to the Daytona Super Stretch, it's Eric Almarola and the outside line that gets the advantage. Off the end of the back straightaway, here comes Keselowski back to the lead. And back to the front for Brad Keselowski leading the inside lane with Ryan Priest in tow in second, Kevin Harvick in third, Michael McDowell, fourth part of line on the bottom. As we work stage number two, nine of the top 11 runners right now are driving Ford Mustangs led by Brad Keselowski. He's got a trunk full of Ryan Priest. They work on the bottom side of the racetrack while the Mustang of Almirola topside. Priest giving Keselowski a pretty good shove into turn number one. He's in turn getting a good deal of help from the Kevin Harvick machine. At the front, it is dead even. Side by side, Keselowski and Almirola. Keselowski Fender out in front. Eric Almirola to his right elbow. Behind Keselowski, he's got drafting help from the cars of Ryan Priest, Kevin Harvick, Michael McGowan, Martin Truex Jr. It's that inside lane that once again advances by the time they get to turn number three. Brad Keselowski out in front of the field all by himself, courtesy of Priest as Eric Almirola leads the outside lane. Kevin Harvick right there as well. Inside row number three. Behind him, inside row four. That's Michael McDowell. Outside row one. That's Eric Elmarola. And again, he's got a lot of drafting help, Dave. But right now, they've fallen back by a car length. A whole lot of Mustangs running free at the front of the pack in this one. Elmarola indeed has fallen back now into a side-by-side battle for third with Kevin Harvick. It's interesting that the inside line advancing because the outside line has more cars in the draft. That's a powerful draft down low, led by Brad Keselowski. Although, here comes Eric Almarola trying to rally back. A little bit of momentum in that outside lane, led by Eric Almarola, Austin Sindrick, William Byron, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. But right now, the numbers are on the bottom. Keselowski, Prince Tell you what, Eric Almirola, guys, this guy knows how to run up front of Daytona, that's for sure. Remember 2018 when he was leading this race going into turn three and Austin Dillon got underneath him and won the race. But uh, it took a little shot from the rear bumper from Austin to move him out of the way. 
Erica's got a fast hot rod today. There's no doubt about that, Alex. She really does. And this is a driver from the state of Florida, from Tampa, just down Interstate 4 from where we are here in Daytona Beach, that was going to hang up the helmet and call it a full-time driving career. Maybe a one-off here and there, but the opportunity to come back and drive full-time with Smithfield fully committed to he and Stuart Haas Racing, the team committed to Eric Almirola, and I think maybe more importantly, Jeff Striegel, his son's baseball schedule worked out just fine for him to be able to come back and drive full-time. Check the schedule, check the NASCAR schedule. You know what? I'm going to miss a game or two, but I won't have to miss a race, and right now he's glad he's not missing the Daytona 500 because Eric Almirola just led lap number 77. Didn't lead it by much and may not lead 78 because Brad Keselowski continues to dig hard at the bottom of the racetrack with a trunk full of drafting help from Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest laying right there in position number two on the inside, snuggling up on that back bumper now. Here comes the field up the back straightaway. One driver falling out of line. It's going to be Corey LaJoy. He'll fall to the apron now. Ease back up onto the racetrack at the back of the pack. Meanwhile, at the front of the field in turn three, inside lane advances, but only for a moment with Brad Keselowski out front. Here's Alvarola back around top side of the top spot. They really crowd one another off turn number four, headed for the short straightaway in trioval. but once they get back to the start-finish line, they'll give themselves some space between the right side door of the inside lane, the left side door of the outside. Inside lane's got some momentum again. Back comes Brad Keselowski charging to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll drive underneath Eric Almirola, regain the lead by a car lane. Full possession of the lead for Brad Keselowski. He'll do it on the bottom of the racetrack with Ryan Priest in his hip pocket. Here comes Eric Almirola again. Going to get a huge shove from Austin Cedric. Almirola goes back to the lead. But Brad Keselowski continuing to show the way on the bottom. Austin Cedric giving Eric Almirola drafting help topside. That'll propel Eric Almirola by a and again, this is a pack of 30-plus cars running at 190 miles an hour, separated by only two seconds in his 16th season at the cup level. Right now, Brad Kozlowski out of the state of Michigan, leading the Daytona 500. He comes across the line. This will be lap number 83. Alex Hayden, Brad Kozlowski out front. Yeah, this is just an incredible drive for Brad Kozlowski. Talked to some of his team members in the garage this morning, and they were very pleased with the speed in their race car after the blue-green vacation duel at Daytona Thursday night. More importantly, they looked up at the scoring pylon in practice that we had uh, Friday and Saturday and saw that their car was at the top of the leaderboard a couple of times as well. They're happy with the car. Brad Keselowski knows how to drive on a super speedway. He's never won the Daytona 500, but he's won a ton of races at Talladega, so he knows how to get the job done. Seven times he has won on a super speedway, but like Alex said, he's never won the Daytona 500, but he's out front right now. He's got drafting help on the inside. He's running right down on the double yellow line. Ryan Priest is there. Then behind Ryan, you see his teammate in Kevin Harvick. Ryan Priest has been a very devoted drafting partner, has not stepped off the back bumper of the Brad Keselowski machine. In turn, he's uh, getting a little kick in the wallet from Kevin Harvick as they run the low line. The bump drafting is starting to get a tad aggressive. We're starting to see some shoves coming and some bumps coming to some drivers that are having to really hang on to their race cars. Right now, Chase Briscoe will make that Ryan Priest is giving one to Keselowski. As Brad Keselowski goes to the front of the field with the help of Ryan Freeze, Kevin Harvick, Michael McDowell. The top four cars now find themselves single file on the bottom. 
they're going to stay on the bottom of the racetrack. As they look ahead, Connor Daly's car runs by himself. He's exiting the trioval. The pack, the draft, they are beginning to loom large in his mirror. Connor Daly has done a pretty good job of getting himself up high and out of the way of the lead draft. He's going to do exactly the same thing this time by. He climbs the banking, picks it up within a foot or two of the safer barrier. Here comes the lead pack on the back track. He will keep that car up against the safer barrier as Brad Keselowski, Ryan Priest, and Kevin Harvick have broken free. Three cars out in front. The first side-by-side battle is for four. Eric Almirola leading that outside lane, but just right now trying to hang on to a top five spot. Michael McDowell goes around to the inside of position number four, and now Truex up alongside Almirola for fifth. I'll tell you, one guy I want to give a shout-out to, Travis Pastrana. He's racked at about 36, but I'll tell you what, he's settled in. He's finally got the rhythm. He knows what the car feels like, and lap after lap, he looks like he's just running really nice and smooth. Doesn't look nuts out there, nothing, guys. Looks really good on the racetrack. And uh, In fact, he's one lap down right now, and he's actually racing Bubba Wallace for that particular position to get back on the lead lap. All right, observation time as we get close to halfway. What have we learned? What do we think is going to come up in the second? half of the Daytona 500. We're in a start in turn two. Dave Moody, what have we learned and what are we thinking? I don't know what we've learned so far, Jeff, other than the fact that everybody has seemingly been willing to be very patient and very methodical so far. I'm not sure that the Toyotas have had a run at the front of the pack. The Chevrolets have had a run. The Fords have had a run. I'm not sure that anybody really knows a heck of a lot more than they did when we threw the green flag. How about you, Mike Bagley? I'm surprised that everyone has been as calm as they have been. We talked about how the bumps are getting more aggressive, but we've not gotten three wide. Nobody's been trying to go up the middle. They've not been bouncing off each other. For the most part, Kyle Ricky, it's been a clean 500 as far as how you handle yourself on the racetrack of the draft. Yeah, my thoughts exactly, Mike. Usually at this stage of the event, just a few laps from halfway, we've seen a lot of that three and even sometimes four wide racing. We have not seen that here thus uh, as of yet this afternoon. A lot of two wide racing. Things beginning to single out now. We've seen all the mates working together toward the front of the field could make for a very interesting second half as we get closer to the halfway mark. Well, there's not a highway in the country, not even I-95, that looks like what we see here. Side by side, bumper to bumper, rush hour traffic at 194 miles an hour. Dave, let's pick them up. Brad's on the bottom. Ford's on the bottom. Truex and Kyle Busch, along with Eric Elmarola, lane two, up closer to the wall. Yeah, a fairly brief cessation of hostilities at the very front of the pack right now, and that's because Martin Truex Jr. has kind of drifted back into a side-by-side battle for the number eight position with Ty Gibbs. That means the front seven have uh, snaked their way through and slid through to go in single-file formation. Jimmy Johnson being one of them. He is sixth in line on the bottom of the racetrack. Just in front of Kyle Larson in seventh, and it's Tyler Reddick in eighth, and then the side-by-side battling begins next uh, with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. They come up off turn number four to the line. Lap number 98 goes on the board. We're two away from halfway in the Daytona 500. Single file racing through the first seven or eight cars here in the Daytona 500, then it's two by two from there on back. Brad Keselowski is the race leader. Ryan Priest is second. Kevin Harvey goes third. Michael McDowell is fourth. And Eric Jones rounds out the top five, giving Guns N' Roses a good run here in the Daytona 500 as they are the sponsor for Eric Jones's car here for Legacy Motor Club. Right now running six, Jimmy Johnson. He just continues to climb the leaderboard. Kyle Larson seventh, Tyler Reddick eighth, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. ninth. 
and Kyle Busch running in the 10th position. You know, when you have some good names at the front of the field, obviously there's some names that show up on the wrong side of the leaderboard that we expected to contend for a win here this afternoon. And I still expect them to contend for a win this afternoon. And you Rusty think Wall- they're riding? I, I think so. That's just part of it. When you're racing at Daytona in the draft, you're going to find yourself through virtue of some pit stops or strategy, you're going to be in the front of the field. You're going to find yourself in the middle. You're going to find yourself in the back. When you are towards the back of the pack, Rusty Wallace, how difficult is it to rain, uh, remain poison and stay competent? Well, for me, it would be very, very hard. And as you said that, I'm actually thinking about Austin Dillon in that number three car. He's been hanging around the back of the pack almost all day long. And it just makes me wonder, does he not have a good car? Is this whole thing planned? Because his teammate, Kyle Busch, has been up there, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth all day long. He's all the way up in the front. But Dillon has chose to stay towards the back of the pack most of the day. So, you know, it, it's tough when you're, you know, you got a, a car that can do it, but you're concerned about getting up there because you see him sliding all over the place. Uh, we mentioned a little while ago that cars looked like they were starting to bump draft a little too heavy in the middle of the back straightaway. That might be a reason that scared you off to go to the back, but there's many different reasons, Alex. Well, three past halfway. Dylan Welch headed your way here in just a moment. Lap leaders, Brad Kozlowski's led 30 here, and that is more than anybody else. He's the man out front right now. Brad with 30, soon to be 31. Christopher Bell has led 20. Truex has led 13. Bowman, Alex Bowman, who was the pole winner here, led the field of the green flag, led 11, and Denny Hamlin has led six. But right now, it's Brad in control. What are you hearing down there, Dylan Welch? What's uh, the thoughts now? We're past halfway, 25 to go in the stage next time by. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of starting to learn a little bit more about their race cars. Talking about Austin Dillon, too. Rusty mentioned him. Uh, much happier with his handling right now than he was at the start of the race. So they're just riding right now, kind of still trying to let everything sort out. Denny Hamlin just reported that his car is a little bit tight off of Ford, but those Fords at the front, Brad Kozlowski and Ryan Priest, both have been pretty quiet from the driver's seat, just letting their spotters kind of guide them around the racetrack and tell them where they need to be, when they need to be there, if any runs are starting to form, but uh, for now, I think everybody up front is pretty happy. I've been watching Kyle Busch as well, who obviously has come from the back here after uh, having to go to a backup car. He's been much happier with his race car too as this run has gone on, just asked for the same changes he got last time down pit road but just about half as much of that adjustment when they do come down here in a little bit well steve post let's go a little deeper on the numbers then we're 105 laps into the daytona 500 the field was last on pit road on lap 68 when do you expect them in I would expect them within the next four or five laps, actually. We're seeing crew members on the wall, helmets going on, a little calisthenics down here with some of them, some of them gassing up those wrenches and those guns getting ready to go. That lap, number 68, if we go 42, that's 110. That's five from now. Of course, we had some caution laps there, so you can go maybe a lap or two longer than that. But we're starting to get uh, set to go and actually watching the car we see them getting in single file formation as well. It won't be long. We're going to get busy down here on pit road. And Kim Kuhn, we I know you've been watching Trackhouse Racing, and you've been walking, watching in particular uh, Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. Are they just simply riding, waiting, and trying to be patient? That exactly is what they're doing. Ross actually came on the radio a handful of laps ago to say, I can be aggressive and get up there with these guys, but right now it is just not worth the risk. We need to wait a little bit longer before we start making some of those moves. Right now, the signboard out, the melon head of Ross Chastain, currently in the middle of the pit box along with his teammate Daniel Suarez. So we do expect the 
relay of Ross Chastain is in. He's going to take a tear off, a drink of fuel. Corey LaJoy in taking fuel, as well as Daniel Suela, Suarez and others. Dylan Wells. Hendrick Chevrolet's in in the middle of pit road. Fuel only for Kyle Larson. Fuel only for William Byron, Steve. Right side tires on a couple of them for Eric Jones. Right side tires for Jimmy Johnson. Larson going to be the first of the Chevys out. Alex Bowman, a good pit stop for Alex Bowman as he gets right side tires as well. So the Chevy camp making the first move here on pit road as they do their pit stops. Lap number 107, looking up at the end of pit road. Looks like right now everyone's going to stay on the racetrack for another lap. They are in... They come back across the start-finish line. Our first pit road penalty is being handed out. It's a speeding penalty and a pass-through going to be owed to Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch busted for speeding on the pit stop. Wow, wow, wow. You just can't make a mistake at this point in the race past halfway. Kyle Busch too quick on pit road. Pass-through coming up. And now we see the hands out the window. The Ford Mustang drivers all waving each other down and Typically, that means we are getting ready for a pit stop. Kyle, Ricky, they're in front of you. Here they come into turn number four, led again by Brad Keselowski, Ryan Priest, Kevin Harvick, and indeed they are off the pace for the most part in that lead group back out of the pit road. Slowing down to 55 miles per hour. The field now, well, there's about seven cars only. Let's follow Eric Almarola and Chase Briscoe. And that Smithfield Ford, black and white, right in the middle of the pit box. They'll take a tear off. They will take tires on this machine as well as gas it up. Chase Briscoe also in. Dylan Welch. Race leader in Brad Kozlowski. Right side tires and fuel. Fuel only for Ryan Brees, who looks like he's going to beat Kozlowski and Briscoe out. So Priest goes to the lead of the four. Ford pack. Yes, indeed he does, Dylan. Also coming in for pit stops of the Ford camp was Michael McDowell and A.J. Allmendinger of the Chevy camp. Brought his car down with the boat. Here comes Kyle Busch now serving his pass-through penalty for being too fast on pit road. Toyota's now coming. Some uh, Ford's coming in as well. Let's cover the stop of Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick saying the balance pretty neutral. They're just going to put fuel in that machine. Tyler Reddick also getting fuel only as Ty gets makes a much better stop. This time they'll take a tear off and a drink of Sunoco fuel for Ty Gibbs. Dylan Welch. Denny Hamlin in. It was fuel only for him. His Joe Gibbs racing teammate Christopher Bell a little further down road, down pit road. Right side tires and fuel, Steve. Well, only fuel. Fuel only for Martin Truex Jr. getting her filled up with Sunoco Racing Fuel of this group. It was Ty Gibbs, the first one off from Pit Road. So let's see, Toyotas have come in. Most of the Chevys have come in. The Fords have come in. So might be a few stragglers, but this round of green flag pit stops just about buttoned up down here on Pit Road. Well, look up. Here comes some more of the Fords, Kim Coon. Looks like we've got a couple headed your way, including Joey Logano. Joey Logano reporting just a little tight on corner entry. It's going to be a gas and go for him. Austin Cendrick, the team's going to do a little bit of work. Wipe down the left front of the hood. There is a broken hood in, and that has been rattling whenever he gets in traffic. They made a quick repair to try and alleviate that issue as well as take Sunoco fuel. You have three groups of cars come to Pit Road. We spread them out just a little bit. The Toyotas were in the front of the field, but the numbers belonged to the Fords, and the Fords ran down the Toyotas at about what? I mean, it looked like 25 miles an hour difference. It wasn't. 
And when they caught him, you had Blaney going to the inside, Logano going to the outside, and it was three wide at the line. Yeah, they were getting after it and really hard contact, albeit just a back, basically slamming in the back bumper of the cars in front of him. Truex got in the back of Ryan Blaney. He was going maybe 15 miles an hour faster than Blaney and hit him square in the back bumper, and all that did was propel him forward. The maneuvers were dangerous for Logano and Blaney, but they did work. You know, the other thing that's interesting is you and I were talking during the break, and Mike Bagley, you can weigh in on this one. We have not talked about Team Penske all afternoon long. Ryan Blaney, Sendrick, Joey Logano. Now here we are, 15 past halfway, and suddenly Team Penske is at the front of the field, and they're a topic of conversation. Indeed they are, and rightfully so. Team Penske has taken a lot of hardware here out of Daytona International Speedway, and they've already taken some already this week. Joey won one of the qualifying races, and it's amazing through their race craftsmanship that no matter what happens, they are able to overcome adversity, except for being swept up in accidents. They have to avoid that, as we've known. They've been leading on the last lap of the Daytona 500, not made it back to the checkered flag. That's what their fingers are crossed on. Matter of fact, here come those Penske Fords by us right now, being challenged by those RFK Fords, or at least one of them. Chris Busher in that outside lane, challenging Joey Logano for the top spot. He has drafting help from one of the Toyotas in Tyler Reddick. And now Cal Bush is about to go a lap down as the field's going by on the high side, going into the start-finish line area. Kyle got caught for speeding on pit road. Brand new team with Richard Childress. Don't know if he got his rhythm going yet or not, but got busted, and that is not a good start for that particular team, knowing they got a fast car, guys. Yeah, and he's going to have to fall in line, Dave Moody, somewhere in that pack of two-by-two. Well, there's there's some room here and there to fall in, but it's not going to be easy to do necessarily. But uh, they're, they're all gathered up, and the lead pack, Mike Bagley, is pretty much reformed. Well, he just did it. Kyle Busch has gotten in line. He is fifth from the back. Back of the pack. Tucks in behind Bubba Wallace and right next to Jimmy Johnson and Todd Gilliland. But now there's trouble just ahead of them. Ryan Blaney hard into the outside wall. Eric Jones, Kyle Larson. The pack comes apart here in turn four. Daniel Suarez with nowhere to go. He has damage as the back half of the field nearly comes to a stop here at the exit of turn four. An incident that started toward the front with Ryan Blaney. And that is our first incident of the afternoon. Our second caution flag. The first one for the end of the stage. Uh, And now we have this one that broke out in turn number four in front of Kyle Ricky. Chase Elliott also involved heavy right front damage on the Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet. He is trying to drive that car from the scene of the incident in turn number four, and uh, somehow everybody has been able to pull away, but a lot of damage. Contact was made toward the front of the field. Ryan Blaney, the first car to get out of shape, shot up and into the outside safer wall, and it was on from there here at this end of the speedway. Well, working lap 119, Chris Busher now, by the way, lost in all of that, has taken over the lead over Logano, Truex, Harvick, and Ty Gibbs at your top five under caution. Here they come. Obviously, in six more laps, we're going to have another caution flag at the end of the stage as they hit the Geico restart zone and go through the gearbox one more time. Inside lane, trying to get away, led by Joey Logano. And Logano will have the lead by the time they hit the 33-degree banking in turn number one. Drafting help from Martin Truex Jr. Both of them get away. A.J. Allmendinger now slides up the inside lane. He'll battle for third, his best showing of the afternoon. Inside line advances now. Ross Chastain was battling 
battling wheel to wheel for a spot for third. He's going to get a little drafting help now. He's trying to get up to second, but it won't kick in because Truex is shoving Logano back to three. Logano leads over Truex, then the side-by-side racing begins with A.J. Allmendinger to the inside of Ross Chastain, and then Christopher Bell goes to the inside of Alex Bowman. Getting down to it, three laps to go in the stage. Side by side for the race lead. Logano has the top spot. Joey Logano's got the bottom of the racetrack, but he hasn't got the drafting help. That belongs to Ross Chastain. The Melon Man with some help from the pole center, Alex Bowman. Ross Chastain to the number one spot. Alva, Florida's Ross Chastain goes to the point here in Daytona. He started on the outside, goes to the inside, goes back to the outside. He can't go out there anymore. Alex Bowman's there, and now Logano will give him a bump. Chastain back to the point. And Logano will hang on to that second spot and go side-by-side side with Alex Bowman for position number two. One full car length now behind the new race leader, Ross Chastain. Field exits turn number four. When they get to the line, there'll be one lap to go in stage number two. Top ten will get championship points. Here they come back to the line. Ross Chastain on the bottom of the racetrack. A Chevrolet to his outside is Alex Bowman. Ross Chastain trying to guard two lanes with one race car right now he's on the bottom of the racetrack, but here comes Alex Bowman. There'll be no blocking this charge as Bowman is side by side now. Chastain down low, Bowman up high. Chevrolet leading the way. Bowman outside, Chastain down low. Each have drafting help. Alex Bowman, Fender out in front, halfway up the back straightaway. Ross Chastain waiting for the push to come from Joey Logano. He gets it in turn three. And it's going to propel Chastain out front by a half a car length over Alex Bowman. Logano side by side for position number three with Ricky Stanley. And now the race back to the stripe. The green and white checkered flag is in the air. Who's going to get here first? Bowman on the outside. Chastain on the inside at the line by inches. It's going to be Ross Chastain who scores the stage win. Stage two is complete. Chastain literally by inches over Alex Bowman. Joey Logano across the line in position number three. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. fourth. And Austin Sendrick was fifth. The rest of the top ten. Truex, he finished sixth. Seventh, William Byron. A.J. Allmendinger finished eighth. Chris Buescher was ninth. Christopher Bell was tenth. But it was Ross Chastain scoring the stage to win as the caution is out at Daytona. 63 laps remain in the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. Mike Bagley, Bubba Wallace leads the field off turn number two. After crashing into the outside wall early on, Bubba Wallace is back to the lead of the Daytona 500, and he's being very aggressive. He'll start on the bottom, coming out of two. He'll jump to the outside, trying to block the lane, but here comes the lane down low, and the push to Eric Almarola to the point. All the momentum is on the bottom of the racetrack. That propels Eric Almarola to the front of the field. Chris Buescher will take the second spot away as Bubba Wallace leads that outside lane from the the face. Trying to get things rallied back on that outside lane. They don't have the steam right now. Bottom side is strong with a couple of Ford Mustangs. That Roush Yates power plant in the hood of the Eric Almarola car and the car behind him and Chris Busher. Chris Busher, very aggressive bump drafting, shoves Eric Almarola into turn number one, drops off the back bumper. Kyle Larson will follow them through on the inside. He'll go to third. Battle for fourth. Harvick down low. Wallace up high. Harvick trying to clear the Bubba Wallace car midway down the back straightaway. So you've got Al Marola, you've got Chris Busher, Kyle Larson, and now here comes Kevin Harvick racing inside the top five. Denny Hamlin just behind Harvick. He's in position. Trouble turn number three. Alex Bowman gets turned over to the apron and he saves it. Wow, what a save by Bowman. 
turned on the bottom of turn number three. That nose was pointed to the infield. He corrected, came up the banking, and he has still got a handful of wheel, and he's in the throttle. What a move by Bowman. Boy, I guess so. My caution flag number four on the speedway. It comes out right now on lap number 139. We also see Ryan Blaney may have cut down a right front tire and left the carcass of that tire on the racetrack. What a save by Alex Bowman. You were watching it, Mike. Yeah, it was amazing. And that happened, I think, because of an accordion effect. Some guys got jammed up towards the back of the pack, and Alex Bowman, all of a sudden, there was some contact there. That Ally Chevrolet got turned around, and it was pointed right to the infield. He quickly snapped that car back. He was on the apron, and he brought it back up onto the banking, lost a lot of ground, but he still has a race car, and that's the most important thing. Pit lane is open, and we'll cover pit stops for William Byron and Kyle Larson. Well, it was a late call for Larson. Cliff Daniels called him in at the 11th hour, and Larson barely got in. It was fuel only for him. I think it was fuel only for William Byron in, too. Steve, anybody in front of you? Yeah, Noah Gregson is in. Fuel only about collides with Alex Bowman's race car. Bowman was coming down pit road. He now inches into his pit box. Martin Truex Jr. was in. A.J. Allmendinger in. It was in. And here's Alex Bowman. He's the one that skittered off the racetrack. Going to go four tires. Sunoco Racing Fuel. Kim? Had a pair of Fords at this end of pit road. Joey Logano and Chase Briscoe both getting Sunoco fuel only in their race cars. Fifteen cars electing to come to pit road. They do so on lap 140 under caution. As the field looks to go back under the green flag next time by Kip Childers. will take the pace car behind the wall. Brett Dalton patiently awaits in top of the flag stand to put them back under the green when they get to the Geico restart zone. Lap 143 will be complete when that happens. Eric Elmarola at the front of the field. We have some strong, really strong race cars out back. How quickly can they find their way to the front? We'll find out. Geico restart coming up. Green flag in the air. Ford on the inside. Toyota. A Bubba Wallace on the outside. Two Fords making up row two. It's on again here at Daytona. Eric Almarola and Bubba Wallace at the uh, re- front of the field. Rematch of the previous restart with Almarola and Wallace. Last time Bubba didn't have as new a tires. It was all Almarola. This time, same result. Eric draws away as Eric Amarola pulls away with the help of Chris Busher right on his back bumper. Those two Ford Mustangs, one and two. The third in line is Kevin Harvick. While upstairs, Bubba Wallace is getting all he can stand right now for Austin Sindrick. Austin Sindrick, then Ryan Priest, Harrison Burton, and Michael McDowell lined up in the outside lane, but the inside lane has the advantage led by Eric Amarola. Right on the double yellow line off turn number four is Eric Almarola. Looks in the mirror. He can see the white in the eyes of Chris Busher. Busher has another Ford stacked up behind him. That's Kevin Harvick. They're going to bust out and go three wide to one. Three wide a little further back and all the way to the outside goes Austin Sindrick. They've just thrown Bubba Wallace to the wolves. He's all alone in the middle. Trying to get to the bottom. Gets across the nose of Christopher Bell. They nearly make contact but get away. And that will thin out the front of the field again. Almarola, Busher, Harvick. They are one, two, three. Side by side battle behind Denny Hamlin in fourth. Here's Randy LaJoy on the move down low. LaJoy to the inside. Brad Keselowski to the outside lane, but it is Corey LaJoy with the advantage trying to bust his way into the top five for the first time today. And Kevin Harvick, this will be his last Daytona 500 this year, and there he goes. He's running in third position. That car has been in the top five most of the day, guys. 
And you got to believe that Kevin Harvick would love to win his last race at Daytona, the Daytona 500. That's such a, a big one to say I won in my last year. 2007 Daytona 500 winner Kevin Harvick. Stuart Haas Racing has four. Very strong Fords in the field as they work the back straightaway. Eric Almarola again leads the lane down low, but he's going to lose Chris Buescher. Buescher goes to the high lane. He's getting a shove from Keselowski. Chris Buescher goes to the lead in three. Brad Keselowski side-by-side with Eric Almarola for the second spot. Then it's Kevin Harvick to the inside. Second car in line behind Eric Almarola as they're stacked up again for the field. Inside lane squeezes out in front up off of turn number four. However, outside lane has a big burst of momentum. Brad Keselowski shoving his team car, Chris Busher, to the top spot in Daytona. RFK Racing tag-teaming their way to the high lane and to the front of the pack. Busher is there. He'll take the lead. Almarola, though, gets a kick in the shorts from Harvick. He'll come back to the bottom. Almarola slid his head wide coming off the corner. Did a good job of keeping that car to the bottom of the racetrack, and it's going to keep him in a side-by-side battle for the lead momentarily as Keselowski again will push Busher back to the lead. Outside lane with that momentum and it's Busher out front. Almarola battling back to the bottom with drafting help from Kevin Harvick as Keselowski remains committed to Busher topside. RFK ran inside the top 10 all day long a year ago and right now they line up and they want the lead. Chris Busher on the outside. He looks in the mirror Dave Moody and sees the boss. He's got Brad Keselowski buried underneath his back bumper, but he's also got Eric Almarola down to the inside and side-by-side side for the lead with drafting help from Kevin Harvick. That's the way they'll race to the Daytona Super Stretch. Busher leading the lane on the outside. You got Eric Almarola leading the lane on the inside. Keselowski being a good draft mate to the leader, who is now Chris Busher out into the clean air. Uh, Keselowski in the second spot. Eric Almarola continues to lead to the bottom, and they get things sorted out on the inside side of the racetrack and now they come to the front of the Front. 33 cars right now running in a pack here at Daytona International Speedway. 33 separated last lap by 1.6 seconds. Last lap led by Chris Busher at 192 miles an hour. We take this for granted. They are racing inches apart. Lap after lap. Kevin Harvick, we talked about him just a moment ago, running inside the top five, got shuffled out of the draft, moved all the way to the top side of the racetrack, and has fallen all the way to 26th. By design, Kim, what happened? As far as I know, by design, there was nothing on the radio to indicate that there's something wrong with the Ford. In fact, all race long, he said the balance is fine. So probably paying his cars safely, trying not to get too much in this mix as things get precarious. Kevin's attitude, though, over the last two months has been very carefree. I checked in with Rodney Childers, their crew chief, earlier this morning. He said Kevin's attitude has been very reminiscent of 2014. That's the year they won the championship. And so with that mindset Kevin is here to win so you have to think that this is by design this is a plan and Kevin will pick them off and make his way towards the front as we get closer towards the finish of this race. He's going to settle in line right now about mid-pack as the field goes two by two all the way through the lead draft. We're down to 46 laps to go. Eric Almarola is the leader. Motor Racing Network live at the World Center of Racing as the NASCAR Cup Series runs the Daytona 500 alongside NASCAR 
Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace and Jeff Striegel. My name is Alex Hayden. Dave Moody, Mike Bagley, Kyle Rickey are in the turns for us today. And up and down the pit lane are Steve Post, Dylan Welch, and Kim Kuhn. And Brad Kozlowski is just wearing the bumper out on a car that he owns, being driven by an employee, and that is Chris Busher, who is showing the way. Brad goes second. RFK, Roush Fenway, Kozlowski go 1-2 with 30 laps remaining in the Daytona 500. They're out front by almost a car length and a half over Eric Almarola. 33 cars still running on the lead lap. Ryan Blaney is 34th. He is two laps down. Those 33 cars though, Kyle Ricky, they are running roughly two seconds apart, uh, just over that. Almost three seconds apart from front to rear. They are, and up until about a half a lap ago, they were single file among the top 20. Not anymore as they get the fan out two and three wide. Here they come, mixing it up now. Nobody was content to ride single file for very much longer. 29 laps to go. The lead track now goes to the bottom. Austin Sendrick nearly got turned around. A whale of a save by Austin Sendrick. Here they come into turn number one. The RFK teammates Busher and Keslowski continue one, two. Eric Almarola is third. Sendrick in the number four spot. Fifth spot is Ryan Priest. Front six are now single file. They have changed lanes. They're on the bottom of the racetrack. Now it's Harrison Burton who's going to lead the outside line. He is up to seventh. He is up to sixth. Now he's up to a side-by-side battle for fifth. With Ryan Priest to his his left elbow and drafting help from Michael McDowell, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano topside. Perhaps they found a leader for the outside lane in the form of Harrison Burton, and again that is in a Ford Mustang with another Ford right behind. By the way, Bubba Wallace, remember he was leading just a handful of laps ago, then got shuffled all the way to the back? Well, he got that lead. Alex Hayden told you he got that lead by staying on the racetrack when everybody else pitted. They finally ran that car out of fuel. No choice. Mike Bagley to pit, and right now he's just going to have to struggle to stay in the lead lap. Yeah, he's doing all he can right now, but the pack is bearing down on him. That pack right now being led by Chris Busher and Brad Keselowski. Single file, the front of the field. A couple car lengths make that one. Back to Eric Almarola in third. Austin Sindrick in fourth. Then the side-by-side racing begins with Ryan Prince. The dynamic has changed here as we've gotten down to 27 laps to go. The lead draft, all these Fords that we've been watching, lap after lap have been on the outside lane. Dave Moody, in the last two laps, they've all migrated south. Showing a little bit of versatility at the very least, Alex, although Harrison Burton's making it work really well up high right now. He's fought his way into the top five. He's taken fourth. Now he'll go to the outside about Eric Almarola for third. Harrison Burton's got that outside line wound up, and he's got drafting help. He's got a lot of pressure behind him. Now he'll slide back to a side-by-side battle for the number four spot. Outside lane stalls out just a bit, led by Harrison Burton and Michael McDowell. Denny Hamlin inside lane advances, led by Chris Busher, practice to start to think, when will they come to pit road for that one more time to get fuel? Who knows whether they'll get tires or not. Harrison Burton's going to get hung up. They're going to stack one car three wide at the front of the field. It's Chris Busher.
Busher right down on the bottom of the racetrack. Harrison Burton uh, for a minute got shoved in the middle, but that, he'll uh, jump up to the outside of the Bubba Wallace car as Bubba gets rocketed to the back. Yeah, Bubba right now finds himself in the middle. He's falling to the back of the pack while up front. Busher continues to lead the leaders, the five of them that are free and clear of the side-by-side racing race in the lane down low. Side-by-side now from sixth on back. Daniel Suarez will take that position away. Here comes Kyle Larson now to the inside of a back slide. Harrison Burton in outside lane. And they're really getting after it from fifth on back. Harrison Burton has the legendary Wood Brothers Ford running on that outside lane. He is getting shoved by Michael McDowell, who's a Daytona 500 champion. Getting all the help he wants and maybe a little bit more as he runs in pursuit of what would be a very historic win for Wood Brothers Racing. But he's got a lot of work to do yet. Now Daniel Suarez changes lanes. He goes to the top to pick up that lead draft. Suarez comes off the bottom of the racetrack, and he will jump up in front of Harrison. Burton. So we'll see what Daniel Suarez can do. Right now it's a push. No advantage so far. What hasn't changed is the front of the field. RFK Racing. It is Chris Busher, the race leader. Brad Keselowski in second. Eric Almarola in third. Then the side-by-side racer for fourth as other cars now stream off to the pit lane. 24 laps to go in the Daytona 500. It is money stop time for the Ford Mustang teams. Kim Kuhn, here they come. Including Eric Almarola and Corey LaJoy in, making a stop two. Joining those Fords, it's going to be gas and go for Eric Amarola. Corey LaJoy taking right side tires, Dylan. Brad Kozlowski, Ryan Friesen, two of the Ford front runners. Fuel only for both of them, Steve. Fuel only for Chris Buescher. Here's the Ford Brigade, and his boss man, Brad Kozlowski, is going to beat him off from pit road. Chris Buescher out second, Austin Zindrick in third. Also getting pit service here, Ryan Blaney brings his wounded car into the attention of the crew. First round of pit stops here on left. Number 176, we look up the pit road, and a couple, a small number of cars are coming in. Not a big pack of cars as well. Kim, who do we have coming this way? We have a couple of cars coming. None, though, so far in my section, except for Connor Daly. He's going to make his stop. He will take tires on this stop. Dylan Welch. Denny Hamlin is in. It's a couple of the Toyotas. He'll take fuel only. Travis Pastrana in, as well as Riley Herb, Steve. Martin Truex Jr. brings his Bass Pro Shops uh, Toyota in, and it's going to be fuel only for Martin Truex Jr. as this four cars, five cars in this group head back to the racetrack. As it cycles around through a couple of these green flag pit stop waves, Daniel Suarez is the race leader. Harrison Burton goes second. Michael McDowell is third. Kyle Busch is up to fourth, and here come some more cars now. They'll peel off the racetrack. Michael McDowell is one of them. Kevin Harvick is one of those drivers as well. You've also got Chase Briscoe. Let's follow Kevin Harvick in front of Kim Coon. And that Bushlight Ford's going to get a tear-off, a drink of Sunoco fuel. They're going to make sure it's full. Chase Briscoe also in on this end of pit road, as well as Ty Gibbs, Steve Post. Down here we've got the uh, loves car of Michael McDowell in, getting late in the day at Daytona, and Michael McDowell is starting to surge to the front. Dylan? Only car in here in the middle of pit road was Christopher Bell. Fuel only. He's at the back now of this pack that just came in of about six cars. They're crashing in turn two. Martin Truex Jr. is in the middle of it. Ryan Priest gets a piece of the action. Michael McDowell is all torn up. Chase Briscoe taking it down to the apron of the track. He may have some fire underneath the hood.
front of the Mahindra Tractors machine. A multi-car pileup here at the exit of turn number four. Now Briscoe apparently believes he can drive it away as he fires it up and continues on. Everybody has driven on with the exception of the Michael McDowell machine. He's got heavy damage. Now he's going to fire it up and drive it away. So we have just wiped out the 2021 Daytona 500 winner, although like uh, Moody said, Dave Moody, he's got to fire it up. Michael's going to try to get that car back to pit road. Under caution, but only for the fifth time here this afternoon. Two Ford Mustangs on the front row after the choose. Race leader Harrison Burton went to the outside lane. Joey Logano went to the inside of the front row. Behind those two Fords, you've got six Chevrolets lined up, led by William Byron and Kyle Busch. Where are the Toyotas? They are 16th, 17th, and 18th. 13 laps to go in the Daytona 500. If you are just joining us live on the Motor Racing Network, hang on. We have had 47 different lead changes. We're down now to the final 13 laps. Who's going to win here? You've got Joey Logano, Ford Mustang on the inside. Harrison Burton, Ford Mustang on the outside. Nobody able to get the advantage by the time they hit the banking in turn number one. They're going to run door to door now all the way through one and two. Everybody's got plenty of drafting help on the back bumpers. Harrison Burton comes to the back straightaway and he's getting the draft of a lifetime. He's got Kyle Busch literally just stuck in his trunk right now. Harrison Burton goes to the lead. Thanks to Kyle Bush downstairs. Logano's trying to get drafting help. Rally from Byron. And he does just that. Gets the help going into turn number three. Joey Logano pushed back to the front of the field. Byron up the second. Burton takes the third. Joey Logano thinks about moving up the racetrack. Thinks better of it. Stays on the bottom side of the racetrack. He'll be the race leader. William Byron second. Right behind William Byron's A.J. Allmendinger who busts out of line. Allmendinger looking for the runner-up spot. The Dinger jumps to the bottom of a three-wide sandwich and now they've got William Byron stuck in the middle. Bye-bye Byron. He'll plummet to the back of the field. Allmendinger to the bottom for the lead. Allmendinger moves Logano out of the way and it's A.J. Allmendinger to the bottom for the lead of the Daytona 500. Logano is in the middle going backwards. A.J. Allmendinger to the lead. Larson to second and Suarez to third. And then it's going to be Brad Keselowski in fourth. Joey Logano cannot get back in the line. Still in the outside lane. Dropping outside of the top ten. What a move by A.J. Allmendinger not once but twice as they bang off one another as they make their way back to the trioval. Kyle Busch bouncing off of what appeared to be Todd Gilliland, but it's the move not one but two by A.J. that has him out front. Allmendinger's got the lead and he's got a car length in hand over Kyle Larson who's in second. He may have just gotten together with Brad Keselowski. A little bit of smoke coming off that car. Another machine. Ty Gibbs is in trouble further back in the pack. He'll take it down to the but let's not take the hats to victory lane just yet. A.J. Allmendinger's got him lined up in the rearview mirror. Matter of fact, here comes Keselowski to his outside. With a big shove by Chris Busher, who is right there behind him, running in fourth. Brad Keselowski trying to get up alongside race leader A.J. Allmendinger. In a matter of five laps, they restarted ninth and tenth. RFK, Ford Mustangs working together. Chris Busher and Brad Keselowski have taken those Fords to the front of the field. It's Brad over Chris, and the new man in third is Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is right there in the third spot. Austin Dillon, we have not talked about him much this afternoon. He is up to the number four position as they work their way off turn two. Roush Fenway Keselowski, one and two.
two, Richard Childress Racing, three and four, Hendrick Motorsports position number five. They've got a four-car length breakaway over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And two laps ago, we were talking about A.J. Allmendinger. He was kicked out of line. He is back to position number 15 as the race leaders, for now, singled out, led by Brad Keselowski. Eight laps to go in the great American race. Brad Keselowski has it up front. Chris Buescher, his teammate, his employee, rides second. Then it's Richard Childress racing third and fourth with Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon. Here they come into turn number one. Everybody single file back through the top five, six, seven positions. First side-by-side battle is for the eighth spot where Kyle Larson and Harrison Burton go nose-to-nose. As the leaders come to the Daytona Super Stretch, Brad will bring the pack to the bottom of the back straightaway. Down against the double yellow line with Ty Gibbs right in front of him. Ty will move to the outside and let the pass down low. Gibbs goes to the outside lane, well off the pace. Leaders to the bottom, led by Brad Keselowski. Chris Buescher, Kyle Busch, Austin Hill in the front four. I said you got to be in position with ten laps to go. It's only eight laps or seven laps to go right now. And Richard Childress racing. Those guys got to be licking their chops right now. They're in third and fourth with another Chevrolet of William Byron behind them. Two Fords leading. Two Fords in the front. Three Chevrolets behind them. All right. Pick out your favorite. Who's going to victory lane here in the 500? Brad Kozlowski, Chris Busher, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, William Byron. Top five. They go nose to tail. Then it's Stenhouse, Logano, and Austin Sindrick. Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, top ten, and they're in three. That's the way they run, getting down at crunch time. Nobody stepping out of line, though, right up at the bottom of the racetrack, continuing to be led by Frank Kislowski. Six laps to go. The cards have been dealt. You know what you've got as far as the chips go. Will you go all in now? Will you save it? Will you bluff? Here they go. Nose to tail on the bottom of the racetrack. Back to turn one. Showtime at the Apollo as they hit turn number one. It continues to be Brad Keselowski, Chris Busher. Busher gives him a heck of a shove into turn number one. Brad Keselowski right there at the front of the pack. With Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon waiting in the wings. Now soon to be joined by a sixth car in Stan house as seventh with Keslowski and or make that Logano and an eighth with Cindric. We're about to tighten up even more. Austin Cindric, last car in this lead group, all still single file, all led by Brad Keslowski. Car length in hand and drafting help from his teammate Chris Busher. Brad Kozlowski's won a lot of big races in his career. He's never won the Daytona 500. He's got his teammate right behind. Two Ford Mustangs leading over four Chevrolet Camaros. Brad Kozlowski was in the media center yesterday, told reporters there aren't many things left on my to-do list. The Daytona 500 is job one. He's close, but he's not there yet. That Ford Mustang's going to get awfully wide. Wide coming up. Brad Keselowski leads. Busher second. Now it is back to a five-car breakaway as right now Busher will pull them out even further in three. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Joey Logano losing a little bit of ground, but they gained that ground back. They built a run into turn number three. Stenhouse trying to make a move on Byron for fifth. He gave a look to the outside of William Byron. Nothing there. Came back to the bottom. Nothing there. They tuck back in line and ride single file again. Four laps to go in the Daytona 500. 
Here they come into turn number one. Everybody holding the cards close to the vest. Nobody ready to make their final play just yet. That eight or nine card draft trying to pick up a couple of more. Kyle Larson and Daniel Suarez closing in. Here comes the move. Kyle Busch will jump to the outside of the racetrack. He's going to have help. He's got two other Chevys behind him. Busher loses contact with Keselowski. Kyle Busch to the lead. Kyle Busch to the race lead with drafting help from Austin Dillon and William Byron. Brad Keselowski and Chris Busher on the bottom and all by themselves and going backwards. And that move has brought this crowd to their feet. We're down to three to go at Daytona. New race leader. It is Kyle Busch. There are three Chevrolets at the front of the field. Now the question is, did Kyle pull the pin too soon because there is still time for a for a comeback or a counterattack to be launched. Kyle Busch, bottom of the racetrack. Austin Dillon right in his hip pocket. Then William Byron. While he has two Chevys behind him, speaking of Kyle Busch, the Fords are starting to get stacked up and organized. Kyle Busch leads Austin Dillon, William Byron, Logano, and Keselowski. That first Ford is Joey Logano in position number four, followed by Brad Keselowski, Chris Busher, then back to Kyle Larson and Austin Cindric from all behind Kyle Busch. Oh, Travel off turn four, one car breaks loose. It's Daniel Suarez spinning to the apron of the speedway. He'll dive down there, try to correct the race car. Caution is out with two laps to go. We're headed to overtime in the great American race. Daniel Suarez with a spin off turn number four. He was running in the lead draft back into that race car, kick sideways. He's come to a rest in the grass at the entrance to pit road. Well, that's the last thing that Kyle Busch wanted to hear in his ear. Derek Nealon, the spotter on the roof, coming over the radio going, Kyle, caution. It's behind you. He was on his way, oh, Rusty Wallace. Man. I tell you what, Jeff, that's not the one thing that Kyle Busch wanted to hear because I kept looking at those guys going, you know what? I think they can pull it off. They got enough Chevrolets stacked up. And Kyle had his teammate, Austin Dillon, right on his bumper. Hey, it's not over. They can re-rack and get after it again. But I'm telling you what, if they make it back without another caution, that's going to be surprising to me. Remember we talked about the choose rule and how big it could be? It's going to be very big. We'll talk about that when we come back. Headed to overtime here in Daytona. You know what it looks like to see 101,000 people on their feet watching the final two laps of the Daytona 500? I have a feeling we are getting ready to see that right now. They have blocked the front row. That is RCR Chevrolet Camaros. Here comes the crowd to their feet. This is going to be good. Green, white, checkered flag. Unless we get a caution before the white. Kip Childress lights out on that Chevrolet Corvette pace car. He'll take the car to pit road. Then it's Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, William Byron, Joey Logano, and a pair of RFK Fords to settle it here tonight. The important cars right now is that second row. Who's going to make the push? Who's going to dive out of line? Green flag is in the air. Great start for Kyle Busch. After the start-finish line, he crosses over in front of his teammate. RCR on the bottom of the racetrack, but here comes Logano. So the Childress teammates execute the plan, but they're not out of the woods yet. Joey Logano charges to the outside lane. He's got drafting help up high, trying to make the move. He's only halfway up now on Austin Dillon. Now he'll go to the lead. In his hip pocket. Meanwhile, on the outside of the racetrack, you've got Joey Logano. He's got drafting help from Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Now, Kyle Busch not up to speed, fully on the backstretch. Stenhouse out of the pocket, and they're crashing for their back. Dylan Byron. 
Byron, Cedric, half a dozen, ten cars, wad them up on the end of the back straightaway. It started just outside of the top five. William Byron, one of the first cars to get turned. And we just tore up a whole bunch of really good race cars. Maybe half of the field has come back around the other half, still straggling through three and four. We are under caution. We did not take the white. We will do this again. There'll be another green-white before we get the checkered flag. Let's go back out. Jimmy Johnson coming across the line. That Chevrolet used up, torn up. Several others are headed to pit road. Baggy, I think we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know who was going to be in it. I didn't think that we would get back to that white flag without another caution flag. What I was looking at was Kyle Busch, while he got that great restart, he all of a sudden started to labor on the backstretch, or somebody gave somebody else a huge run. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. pushed Logano into the clean air. And then Stenhouse changed lanes, pulled to the bottom. He took the lead, while at the same time there was contact. William Byron, Austin Dillon began to spin down to the inside. They were on the grass. They spun back up onto the banking and right into the face of traffic and took several cars along for the ride as well. Most of those cars were trying to jot them down as they were crashing. Jimmy Johnson involved in the crash. William Byron, Corey LaJoy got some of it. Todd Gilliland. Austin Sendrick, Harrison Burton, Noah Gregson, Ross Chastain, and Austin Dillon. Uh, I mentioned him a moment ago. So Austin Dillon in there, he also got a piece of that crash as well. There may be some other ones, but as they came by, whether they had significant damage or made their way to pit road or some of those drivers not able to continue on, a host of cars wiped out. And it goes back, Jeff, to what we were talking about. If you're running in the race, coming to the checkered flag, you got a chance. Yeah, right up until that happens, and and to your point, we hadn't received the white. So if we really want to make your point and drive it home, we haven't taken the white. You need to be around, Rusty Wallace, when you take the white flag. We just wiped out, uh, what, 10, 12 cars. We haven't taken the white flag. If you've got a car with no damage, get a pretty good shot. Real good shot. And you've got another shot for another caution flag, too. Because well, you do have that. I don't think it's over yet. I mean, these, yeah, I really thought that was going to happen because everybody, everybody was just jacked up and ready to go, and uh, they didn't make it. Another, ba- another bump drafting gone bad again in the middle of the back straightaway. We see that often here at Daytona. So we'll re-rack them, get back over, and try it again, guys. Add Zane Smith to the damage list from the crash. Now, we're going to double overtime now. They come to the line, one to go given. Here we go with the choose. Race leader, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will go outside. Second place, Larson goes inside. Third place, Christopher Bell goes to the inside. And fourth place, Joey Logano will go to the outside of the second row. So Logano will go to the back bumper of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Bed made now. Did you pick the uh, the right choice? Did you make the right decision as to who to go with? Kyle Larson is getting the information and looking in the rearview mirror, and he sees the Toyota of Christopher Bell. On the other side of the equation, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. went topside. A quick look out the rearview mirror, and the voice in his ear tells him you've got Joey Logano. Now, it doesn't end right there. We just saw that. That's just the front four cars. We know there are going to be others that will factor into this. A.J. and Kyle Busch are in row three. Hamlin and Bowman have very fast race cars. Drop back a little bit more. Do you realize that Travis Pastrana in a Toyota is running in the 10th spot in Daytona as we wrap this thing up? 
We know he's Dreams got no. True. We know he's got no fear. No fear. And yeah, uh, I think this is a, a great story to follow. We're not there yet. Yes, this is double overtime. And by mileage, by where we're at in mileage, I did some math. This is the longest Daytona 500 in history when it comes down to the mileage. And speaking of mileage, ironically, is there enough mileage left in these cars in the fuel tank to get them to whenever the checkered flag may be? Uh, uh, we, one thing we do know is that the RFK Fords have fuel because they came to pit road. That's the good news. They've got fuel but the problem is they're way back. Brad is back in 16th. Uh, Chris Busher is back there with them. So as we get ready to go, Kip's got the lights out. Corvette ready to come to pit road. Everybody on their feet. Overtime, green, white, checker. Stenhouse on the inside or on the outside with Kyle Larson. Green flag goes back in the air through the gearbox. They go outside lane, gets a bit of a push. Joey Logano shoving Ricky Stenhouse Jr., but the bottom has momentum as well. Here they come into turn number one. Everybody looking for a shove. Everybody looking for some help. Stenhouse by a bumper. That's about it. Back comes Kyle Busch on the inside. They are dead even as they make it to turn two. Side by side, Kyle Larson on the bottom. You've got Ricky Stenhouse Jr. top side. No one breaking out into three wide territory, although the numbers stack up up top. Stenhouse and Logano one and two to the lead. Top six cars break away. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. race leader outside lane with drafting help from Joey Logano. Here comes Kyle Larson to the bottom. He is drafting help from Christopher Bell. History about to be made. One lap to go in the Daytona 500. The white flag is in the air. This will make it official. Stenhouse now three wide. Here comes Kyle Larson right up the gut. Larson looking to go up the middle and win himself the Daytona 500, but he's got no help right now. The challenge is for the lead. Joey, look out. Oh, they're in the wall. A.J. Allmendinger is in the fence. The entire pack blows up. A number of cars crashing. Bubba Wallace is in it. Eric Alvarola has the leaders race to the back straight away. Caution is on the speedway. The race is deemed official. NASCAR, by rule, who is leading when the caution flag gets called. That will be the winner of the Daytona 500. We're waiting for NASCAR to go over the video to be absolutely sure who the car was leading when the caution flag got called. We're waiting and waiting. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. comes to the line first, however. The caution flag and the checkered flag are out. As a matter of fact, Logano's going to go up and pass Ricky Stenhouse Jr. before he got there. But we don't know for sure exactly who the winner of the Daytona 500 is officially just yet. They're celebrating ongoing in the Ricky Stenhouse Jr. pit, but NASCAR is yet to make the determination official. So it's going to come down to three cars. It will come down to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in a Chevrolet. It will come down to Christopher Bell in a Toyota. It will come down to Joey Logano in a Ford Mustang when the caution flag came out. It is... We're waiting. Yeah, we're, we're hearing that it is official. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has won the Daytona 500 for JTG Doherty Racing. We'll wait and see on that one for sure. Well, we're waiting to see because NASCAR is still huddling up over there in race control. But Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and his team are celebrating at the moment. Well, we'll continue to watch and monitor to see exactly what NASCAR d has done. They... Uh there is some celebration, but nothing has become official yet. The crash worked off turn number two. Steve Post, 
They are celebrating down here as if they've won it. I know we're still waiting for confirmation, but they are in, in meltdown mode down here. Mike Kelly down here, crew chief Mike. Welcome back to the crew chief gig, my friend. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, I, I don't know what to say. I, if I told you that I didn't believe in this or I didn't think this was happening, I'd be lying for the last month. We've tried really hard every day in the shop to try and change the culture around there. I've known this kid for a long time, and uh, <laughs> we've, we've done a lot of good things together, and I, I never gave up on him, and I'm glad he never gave up on me. And uh, I can't say how much, how proud I am for everyone in this in this organization. We're a small team. We're, we're 40 people, but 40 people aiming in the right direction. So... Uh, We'll go to California now. I'm excited. Congratulations. That's Mike Kelly, one of the real good guys in the garage area, and now at Daytona 500 championship winning crew chief. All right, Postman, thank you very much. At the start-finish line right now, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. pounds the roof of the car, pumps his hands in the air, and climbs up and celebrates with the fans here at Daytona. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. has won the Daytona 500. NASCAR Live Race Day continues on the Motor Racing Network. Career win number three for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He is celebrating tonight in victory lane at Daytona. Sunoco puts the same focus and care that goes into the fuel at its stations that it does for the race fuel that powers the fastest racing machines around the world. Sunoco fueling NASCAR for 20 years. Well, fantastic drive for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. What an emotional win for he and crew chief Mike Kelly getting the win. Tab Boyd, the spotter, did a masterful job as well. Now, let's head down to Ruoff Mortgage Victory Lane with Steve Post. The crew got impatient with the push trucks. They finally just ran out and pushed the car from pit road into Victory Lane. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. sitting aboard the car, steering it in here. There are crew members clad in Kroger blue and white all over the place down here. He's getting congratulations from crew members. There's his dad. Big Rick is in the window with Ricky. Tears of joy down here. Rick Stenhouse Sr. has done all of the work getting his son rides, getting his son started in the early career, and his boy is in Daytona 500 Victory Lane. His boy is climbing out onto the side of the car. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. going up top here at the World Center of Racing. Confetti all over the place. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Oh, his wife is in, everybody is in here. Ricky, you are a Daytona 500 champion. What are your thoughts? What are your emotions? Uh, overwhelmed. This team worked really hard this offseason. Beginning of the year is always uh, an exciting time for everybody to get back to the track. But uh, these guys were focused all offseason. We knew we weren't where we needed to be at the end of last year, and but I will say, uh, the Daytona 500 last year, we were in position to win. Um, you know, we were leading with a, you know, four or five to go, and, and got spun as part of it. But uh, I told the guys if I would take that same situation again, and uh, man, we were low on fuel. Our Kroger Cottonelle Camaro was super fast. Um, man, I think this is Chevy's 25th 
Daytona 500, I think. I don't know. It was uh, so cool to uh, put this Camaro in victory lane. It was uh, it was a tough battle day. We started 31st and worked our way up, lost track position, and uh, you know just got it back there at the end. You had to keep pushing until the caution came out, but describe the move. I think it was off from turn number four when you dove to the inside, which actually gave you a shot. Just kind of describe how that all played out. Didn't really work out like I was thinking. I thought the five would stay with me, but he had a huge run and, you know, kind of dove to the middle. Luckily, the 20 had a huge run and was able to give us a shot, you know, down the short shoot into one and got just far enough out, you know, for when the caution came out. But it was going to be a drag race to the end. Uh, luckily, we had enough fuel. Uh, the fuel light was blinking. Bummer we didn't uh, get a burnout. But, man, this was a blast. Finally, Mike Kelly back on the pit box. Tad Jody Geschechter, Brad Darty, this race team. What does it mean to you to bring this single car team here to these hallowed grounds? It's special. Um, you know, we don't have many people. Uh, Tad and Jody work their butt off on the sponsorship side. We got a ton of people here from all of our partners and Kroger, uh, Gordon and Brad doing a, a phenomenal job helping, you know, lead this race team as well. Ernie Cope, Mike Kelly, you know, from the top down. It's been, uh, it's been a blessing being here. And uh, it's been a tough couple years. We haven't been exactly where we wanted to be, but we felt like once we got cars similar to everyone else's, we got a great alliance with Hendrick and, and Chevy, and I think that's going to propel us uh, to better things this year. Congratulations. Thank you. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a Daytona 500 champion here at the World Center's meeting, and now his new bride in here getting a hug. I'm going to jump up here real quick to catch a word with Tad Geschechter. Tad, you've been doing this a long, long, long time, and you've had some highlights. How does this compare, though? Well, you think all the people that stuck behind us, Gordon Smith, Brad Doherty, Ernie, all the hard work, all the sponsors have stuck behind us through thick and thin. Uh, it's just unbelievable. How about this bride here alongside of you as well? You are a husband-wife team on this thing. How about it? Your bride sticking with you as well with Jody. Yeah, she's a lucky lady. <laughs> oh, she's, <laughs> there we go. Ted Geschechter, Jody Geschechter, the whole team, some of the finest people in the NASCAR garage, and they are in victory lane here, Ruoff Mortgage victory lane at the World Center of Racing. Congratulations to Ricky Stenhouse, Jr. down in Ruoff Mortgage victory lane. And these results are unofficial. They are unofficial. Joey Logano second, Christopher Bell, Chris Busher, and Alex Bowman top five. A.J. Allmendinger finishing sixth here tonight. Daniel Suarez seventh. Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, and how about Riley Herbst? When you talk about the little team that could, the little team that did, Riley Herbst brings that team home in 10th. His first ever Daytona 500, his first ever laps in a NASCAR Cup Series car came this week. Finishing 11th was Kevin Harvick. Zane Smith was 12th. Cody Ware, 13th. Travis Pastrana finishes 14th in his Daytona 500 debut. Martin Trex Jr. was 15th. Corey LaJoy, 16th. Denny Hamlin, 17th. Kyle Busch was 18th. Bubba Wallace, 19th. And Eric Almarola was 20th. Brad Kozlowski, 21st. Kyle Larson, 22nd. Austin Sindrick, 23rd. Noah Gregson, 24th. Ty Gibbs, 25th. Harrison Burton, 26th. Todd Gilliland, 27th. Michael McDowell, his teammate, 28th. Connor Daly, 29th. B.J. McLeod finished 30th. 31st was Jimmy Johnson, 32nd. Justin Haley. Austin Dillon was 33rd. William Byron, 34th. Chase Briscoe, 35th. 
36th was Ryan Priest. 37th, Eric Jones. 38th, Chase Elliott. 39th, Tyler Reddick. And 40th, Ty Dillon. And Alex, as you know, we can't do it without the people behind us, and that's for sure. Uh, Chris Schwartz is here. Appreciate you being here. Our broadcast engineer, Steve Fridley, has been here all week on the board back in Uptown Charlotte. Uh, is Craig Moore. Our engineer, or our, excuse me, our producer is Ryan Horn. We appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, they are behind the scenes to make sure that we're on the air. Those that were on the air all week, Dave Moody, Mike Bagley, and Kyle Rickey and up and down pit road. Steve Post, Dylan Welch, and Kim Kuhn did outstanding work all week as usual. And I will, you and I will head to uh, L.A. again. Rusty, will see you soon. Alex, thanks for everything. He's my broadcast partner. His name is Alex Hayden. My name is Jeff Striegel. We're the Motor Racing Network team, and together we congratulate Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. wins the Daytona 500. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.